Okay, guys, we are coming in. This is breaking news. We already had the podcast edited, signed, sealed, delivered, but we needed to add this segment in last minute. It is the night before we drop, and we needed to make sure to get this story in. So, Nate from Gabby and Rachel's season, uh, beloved Nate, front, front runner, runner Nate, Nate. yeah, um, potential bachelor Nate. He is being accused of being a fuckboy. <gasps> Gasp, right? Yes. He's accused of being a two-timing slimy sleaze, and there are receipts that are making the boy look really, really shitty. And Reality Steve has totally blown Nate's spot up to the point where. ABC is quaking. So we're going to break down all the details, but basically, literally, Mike Fleiss has chimed in now on this story, and they seem to be not so happy that people are reading the story about Nate being a fuckboy because they don't want you to think Nate's a fuckboy. We'll get into all those details, but this shit is fucking crazy. So you want to take out the luggage because it's time to unpack. Time to unpack. I'll give you, like, literally the SparkNotes version of what Reality Steve had posted last night. So he posted this on Tuesday. Breaking news, the whole world exploded. If you want to read more about all the details and see all the receipts for yourself, go visit realitysteve.com. He has it all there. He's amazing. So basically, Nate was dating this girl for a year and a half. They were very serious. They went on trips together. They said, I love you together. They talked about having kids, all of this stuff. She had met his twin brother. He had met her family. And she finds out towards the end of their relationship, she gets a DM from a girl named Laurie. And Laurie's like, hey, I've been dating Nate this whole time too. I know he spent Valentine's Day with you, but he spent an early Valentine's Day with me just a few days before. And so Kelsey, Kelsey's the first girlfriend's name, Kelsey Franhauser. Her and Laurie start talking back and forth and like sharing their stories and realize Nate has like been full on dating them the entire time. This is very Jed Wyatt. This is giving Jed Jed Wyatt vibes. Like I can't even. Yeah. Like, they went on vacation together. They said, I love you together. They they met families. Like, literally, Jed did all of that. And he's like, what? She's an acquaintance. Well, and that's exactly what Nate said, actually. So, Kelsey... Oh, God. Kelsey did try to confront Nate about it. So, she hears from Laurie that, hey, I've been dating this guy, too. Kelsey's like, thank you so much for telling me this. She questions Nate about it. He blatantly lies to her. I'll read that one screenshot. She goes, hey, question. He goes, what's up? She goes, who is Laurie? Nobody. Why? Haha, nobody. Not someone you loved or dated or anything. Talked to her around the beginning of the year, but when we got serious, I stopped talking to her. That's why I said nobody. No, I wasn't in love with her. And no, we never hooked up, which is why I said nobody. You told her you loved her, though? Which um, he did, according to Laurie. And, and he goes, where is this all coming from? She goes, it doesn't matter. What matters is how you made me feel and how I'm feeling right now. So this is all before he went on the show, though. Yes, yes, yes. This is in... 2021 okay they break up in november of 2021 so right around thanksgiving time in march is when the guys for gabby and rachel season are announced that's when this girl finds out that he's planning to go on the show and then when his one-on-one date airs is when she finds out that he has a child and apparently according to the reality steve receipts he spends three days a week with his daughter and every other weekend with his daughter and his daughter has a bedroom in his apartment, but he never told her. So what did he tell his girlfriend? Like, oh, these Barbie dolls are like, I just like playing with them sometimes. Like, how do you totally scrub that from your life? I feel like this is like an I know. episode of Well, I guess they never went to his apartment because he was still technically married. That's also part of it as well. What? So his marriage to his first wife, well, his only wife, I guess, who is the mother of his kid, they didn't technically get divorced till December... 
2020. And he met this girl January 2020. So it's it's very, very messy, guys. It does not look good for Nate. But like, I feel like I am Charlie Day on, at the chalkboard, like trying to piece all the pieces together. Cause I really, there's so much information here. There are receipts proving all of this. The, this isn't just speculation, but let's move over to now ABC is involved. Yes. And this is where it gets a little weird. So uh, the other day, Mike Fleiss tweets as he normally does and says like, who do you want to see as the bachelor? People start chiming in and they start pointing out Reality Steve's article and they're like, well, not Nate because he's a two-timing jerk. And I think ABC is really bothered by the fact that their like golden boy that they've been painting with this perfect edit this season, people are thinking poorly of. So Mike Fleiss starts openly acknowledging the story, which in my opinion has only made it worse. They sweep everything else under the rug. Why are you all of a sudden pointing this out? So let's read what Mike Fleiss has said since then because it's actually pretty yes, shocking. Yes, it is pretty interesting. So after he tweeted, okay, so who should we pick as your next Bachelor? Then he tweets, don't jump to conclusions about certain cast members based on mere allegations, as disturbing as they may be. I beg you to wait until all the facts come out before making any judgments. Hashtag The Bachelorette. Then he says, don't worry, hashtag Bachelor Nation. Millsy, aka Rob Mills, and Martin Hilton are conducting a thorough investigation. No stone will be left unturned. What are we investigating? That he's a fuckboy? Like, I'm so confused. He wasn't a cute, like, yes, this is bad. He's not, like, if he's doing this, he's not a good guy. Like, he's guy. not a saint. Yeah, he's clearly treating girls badly. But th that is not a crime, famously. What are we going to investigate? This isn't Maury. Like, what are you no, going to investigate? You are not the father. To add to, like, how dramatic he's being about it, he also tweeted, since there is an innocent young child in this situation, we must conduct a full and complete investigation. Again, investigation I ask, about <laughs> what are we investigating? What does the child have to do with anything? And tell me Nate was going to be the bachelor without telling me Nate was going to be the bachelor. Like, why are you acting? Like, this, all He's this acting as if Nate was literally accused of a crime, like a literal horrid crime. He is and not. He just two-timed two girls and treated them badly. And last time I checked, Jed Wyatt did it, and he's still, you know, walking free. There was so, no investigation about that. There was no, there was no thorough investigation on Jed Wyatt's ex-girlfriend uh, back home. In fact, that girlfriend is fucking marrying Hannah Brown's brother. She's fine, too. So, like, why all of a sudden? It, it truly makes me feel like they literally already... I mean, I think Nate was, was the bachelor. I think they may have already invested money to the point where, like, maybe they already shot a promo. Maybe they already did photo shoots. Like, they may have already, like legitimately invested money in this and now they are fucking quaking thinking that they need to start over so i feel like him tweeting about this saying like no stone would be left unturned we're gonna get to the bottom of this why yeah no he cares way too much for this to not mean that they had invested in nate in some way because otherwise literally why do you care Literally, There's a random contestant on the show who turned out to be kind of scummy and two-time two girls, like, okay. Right. So basically, in response to the fact that Mike Fleiss keeps saying and using the word allegations, allegations, Reality Steve tweets the definition of the word allegation. And in case anyone was curious, it is a claim or assertion that someone has done something illegal or wrong, typically one made without proof. And Mike is Fleiss- Is it a noun? Um, yes, it is a noun. In case okay, anyone good. was curious about that, too. Um, and so Mike Fleiss, quote, retweeted it, saying, fair enough. 
Because basically what Reality Steve is saying there is like pointing to the fact that an allegation is something that is made without proof. There was a gazillion points of proof that this had happened. I don't know if this is Mike Fleiss standing down or if this is Mike Fleiss just like trying to get Reality Steve to shut up. You had brought this up. The fact that Mike Fleiss is even acknowledging Reality Steve, I think is very interesting. It's kind of like breaking the fourth wall here and acknowledging all of these other people that cover this show outside the show in ways that they don't like or want to like admit that they are actually, you know what I mean? Cause we're all covering the show, calling it for what it is. The show likes to pretend it's something else. So mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting to acknowledge reality, Steve, in that way. So meta, you know? Also like if we just, if he just stopped at like, don't believe everything you hear, blah, blah, blah. That, that original tweet where he kind of said that mm-hmm. fluff and left it at that, didn't say anything else. We couldn't have exactly proven who he was talking about. But now he's literally painted such a clear picture. We know exactly what he's referring to, exactly what he's talking about. He quote tweets Reality Steve, the guy that ruins your show, essentially. I mean, spoils your show. Yeah. You quote tweet him and say, fair enough. So are you like almost giving in and saying like, okay, true. Time to get a new bachelor. Time to get a new bachelor. So Kelsey did say in the Reality Steve article, like, I don't want to ruin his life. Like, I'm not here to like shake things up. Like, honey, you ruined his life. Like he was going to be the bachelor. And like, if I was a betting woman, I would say homeboy's not going to be the bachelor. And you know, he's not going to paradise because it's already filmed. So yeah, like you kind of really... I don't know how they're going to come back from this. Nate has said, he did say something in his defense, if you want to read that. Well, yes, he his response is barely a response. So basically, one person commented on his Instagram saying, why are you playing two girls? And he said, two sides to every story, praying emoji, wish you the best. And that's just like a comment on an Instagram. What so, does it mean? I know. Um, apparently, so we did learn this last week because we went on Bachelors in the City. Dustin grew up with Nate, and they're actually good friends. Dustin says he's claiming to tell Nate's side of the story at some point next week. I don't know what that's going to be. We actually have uh, Dustin and Peter Weber as our guests this week. We did a collab with them. We went on their podcast, Bachelors in the City, mm-hmm. as well. Um, unfortunately, the interview, of course, was before any of this happened, so we did not get to ask Dustin about it. I did DM their uh, producer, though, and asked her if Dustin had any type of statement. Mm -hmm. Dustin is overseas right now. He's on a vacation with his girlfriend. He said he's going to make some kind of commentary about it when he returns. But again, if I were a betting woman, I don't think Dustin's going to say all that much. If Nate himself is saying there's two sides to every story, I don't know what... Yeah. Dustin's going to add to the story here. Other what than is- just probably try to defend his friend. You know what I mean? I'm not really sure what more there is to say, what the other side of the story is. Yeah, what could the other side of the story be? I didn't feel like telling her I had a, another girlfriend and I also had a kid. Maybe you were just two-timing two girls and didn't expect to get caught. But on this show, you're going to get caught. Yeah, everything will be revealed in due time. I'm curious to see what they get out of their investigation. <laughs> Are they go I like picture like them with like bison what not bison burners. Bison burners. What are the, like bison burgers? Like like <laughs> burgers made out of the animal bison? <laughs> no. Bunsen burners. Bunsen burners. About? Well, I I picture them in like a lab like pouring things into like oh, you know, yeah, like that's mixing potions. <laughs> yeah, bunsen burners. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope justice is served through this I, yeah. investigation. <laughs> You know what's weird? If they need to investigate such a big 
crime. Why wouldn't they contact mm. the two greatest investigators the best in America? In America. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I just don't that understand. It's very interesting that we didn't get a phone call today. I don't know. It's Something's so fishy. Yeah. Something is up, and we're going to get to the bottom of it. We'll solve any crime by dinner time. <laughs> because of his wet blanket energy. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. So guys, we have amazing news. Um, we've been plugging this for the past few weeks on the podcast that we were up to be nominated for a podcast award and the Fots showed the F up and we're not only nominated for one award, we're nominated for two. Stephanie, do you want to tell them which ones they What's are? What's better than one cover girl? Two cover girls. Exactly. It's a TikTok sound. Do you know what that is? I know, I, you put it on the TikTok oh. that you announced this in. Oh, yes. <laughs> but what's the original audio from? Because I thought it was I, no I thought it was another, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley sleepover. Because I feel like those are always the ones that, like, you know m more than me. No, no, I just know it as a TikTok sound. But, um, so not only are we up for best TV and film podcast, because we talk about so much film, you know. Yes, cinema, if you will. Well, we do, Dale Moss. And Titanic, Nick the Biel. best movie of all time. Titanic, yeah, mm -hmm. I forget, fuck that. We're we film are critics, film literally, yeah. But why, why don't they separate the two categories? That's kind of annoying, because we're literally up against, like, Marvel movie I know, it's like, they, they are different stupid. things. Real, like, reality TV versus Marvel movie could not be more yeah. different. Anyways, so we are up for best TV and film podcast of 2022 mm -hmm. but then here's the kicker the and the kicker. one i was more shocked about yeah we are up for best female hosted podcast of 2022 ah! mic drop isn't that crazy guys that's such like, a i am so just that's such a big category with so many amazing podcasts the fact that we're in it yeah. is so humbling and exciting um but so for the final like decision of who wins these awards i think basically how it works is they have a committee of like scholars that are going to review all the podcasts and th they do votes but then i think they also contact a handful of people that initially did the nominations like listeners to also vote so you guys may get an email that says hey you know submit your votes for the nominations and if you do vote for us please yeah so basically keep a lookout for an email i already i just got message from some from a fox on instagram and said i just got an email to do, yeah. be part of the final voting i obviously voted for you guys again so if you get an email Please just vote for us again, because that's how we are going to get votes in the end. And yeah. if we win... Would be crazy. That would be so exciting. It would be crazy. And we'll, we'll plan um, a Fats Fest 2.0. Oh, that? absolutely. Yes, we would have to. Um, but yeah, ju and just letting you guys know, not everyone will necessarily get an email. So if you don't get one, don't worry. It's just a selection of listeners. And you better be one of them, biatch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for getting us this far. This is so cool that we're even in this position and we owe it to you for even getting us there. So thank you guys for listening and supporting and being just awesome. Yeah. So on with the show. Yes, I think so. All right, guys, let's creep. So people have been throwing out the idea of the fact that we had two female bachelorettes at the same time. It's only fair that we do the same with the males. Yes. People are throwing out, though, an Andrew Sabway Greg Grippo bachelor mm -hmm. season. Which I would love. So Andrew did an AMA the other day on his Instagram and someone asked about it. 
Someone wrote, are you and Greg going to be joint bachelors? I'd love it. And he wrote back and shared a picture of him and Greg laughing, actually, at when they were on the Nick Vial podcast together. And he wrote, that would be hilarious, but we have somewhat similar tastes, so I don't know, it's probably going to end bad for Greg, with a laughing emoji. <laughs> that would be the best season if they have similar tastes, because I think that's, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it in the recap, but for the most part, Gabby and Rachel have been pretty separate in, like, their top guys. But if, like, Greg and Andrew were literally going for the same top four, what a show. What a show. And, Andrew, are you low-key saying that you are into Claymonts? The Claymonts, oh. the Paris model. <laughs> Gabby and Rachel, yes, they have different types, but they both went for Clayton. So I don't think, like, to say that they have similar types means anything that crazy. Yeah. Well, because also, too, like, physical type could be similar, but, like, there's obviously so much more that goes into it, like, personalities, whatever. Um, that is an interesting point, though, about the Claymonts of it all. Maybe that's why Greg and Claymonts couldn't make it work, because she had the hots for Andrew. And he never <sighs> left him alone, so she's like... Yeah. Basically in a throuple. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're like spreading this massive rumor of their yeah. relationship. It's like, we don't even know. But yes, exactly. That's exactly what happened. Right I'm now, sure of it. Clémence is walking the streets of Paris, taking a selfie in the streets, having no clue that we're spreading lies that she's in a throuple right now. Or she does have a clue. I think she knows about us, but yeah, that could be what she's thinking. Yeah. All right, well, moving on. Last week, we told you guys that Hayden, a.k.a. Cal from Titanic, um, after he walked the plank, he apologized to Gabby and Rachel for calling them bitches, for saying, you know, just talking shit about them on the show. Yeah. Um, that apology is no longer... Wild. It's gone. He's not... He's no longer sorry. It's like the Demi Lovato song. <laughs> not sorry. Sing um, it, Jackie. <laughs> Baby, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I have mixed, on one hand, it's just like a hilarious thing that the post is now deleted. Do you think, though, people were being too mean in the comments? Or I guess not, because then he could have just shut the comments off. Could have shut the comments off. So then wh why would he delete it, though? Like, you're just digging a deeper grave for yourself. Like, there's, I, I just could not see a worse decision to make. <laughs> than to delete yeah. that post. I mean, he must have been given advice. Like, someone must have said, hey, take this down, apologize yeah, to them at the mental Horrible advice. But someone probably said, like, you're better off getting an authentic apology in person. He could have still kept it up and then yeah, just exactly. said, Yeah, exactly. And then, wanna... like, there's no limit on the amount of apologies that you can give Hayden. You can leave it up and you then apologize in person. You can text Gabby and Rachel. You can do all these things. Yeah. You can send them a like, gift. Who do you think you are? Demi Lovato? <laughs> I think he probably deleted it because people were being too mean in the comments and he doesn't know how to turn the comments off. So he was like, ah, I'm scared. I'll just delete it. I think that's what happened. Okay. Hayden, DM me. I can show you how to use Instagram. It's going to yeah. be a journey for you. He needs a tutorial for sure. Gabby and Rachel were asked about the apology on Extra. I, this was before Hayden took it down. And they were asked about Hayden's apology and Jacob's apology. And Jacob was the one, the surfer guy who... Was he Smith Jared guy? Tarzan? Oh, yeah. He's, he's the Smith Jared Tarzan guy. And he was the one that said, if you were the only one here, I wouldn't stay. Like, he was being rude oh, to oh, Gabby. Oh, 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 yeah. I mean, that's rude, too. Okay. So they both made public apologies. I believe Smith Jared's apology is still up. So he is yeah. sorry. And Hayden is not sorry. And this is what Gabby had to say. She's thinking it's total BS. Gabby, did you see Jacob's apology um, to kind of take it in a different direction? Um, what did you yeah. think about his, his apology? 
Um, I think that it's, um, for lack of better words, a little bit BS because <laughs> there were some things that happened that uh, didn't make the air. And um, I think to simplify it, like he was very much not sorry explicitly. He told me that he would do all of those things again. He would say all of those things again. Um, kind of similar to like Hayden's apology, you know, a public social media apology after you're come after, you know, people see your true colors on reality TV. You're not apologizing to me. You're apologizing for yourself. It's self-serving. So I think that's what it is. Um, I would hate to think different. You know, I feel like if it was genuine, I would love to accept it. But it's clear that these two men in particular don't have any self-awareness. So clearly they wouldn't know what to apologize for. And um, now you need, you know, a whole population of people coming for you to make you apologize. But you reflecting on your own actions, you would never want anything less okay iconic <laughs> explanation from gabby she's just so such a queen she's such a queen like i feel like the gif of the guy standing up in the crowd clapping aggressively yeah. like that's how i feel while listening to her say that it is self-serving and it's even more self-serving if you're taking it down that's before she knew hated yeah, like, did down. he think that we were just going to like See Forget. the apology and be like, oh, okay, he apologized. And then he could, like, secretly delete it and no one would be checking back to see him. We would all just, like, forget. Yeah. Also, I have a question with the stuff that she's like, oh, there was stuff that didn't make air that kind of showed that he um, is definitely not sorry. And he said he would do it all over again. That's talking about Smith Jared. Jacob. Yeah. Stuff. Wow. Okay. I wonder what yeah. else he said. Because what he said already was, like, pretty rude. And, like, so unnecessarily rude. Like, right, exactly. Like, I think there's an, to a kind way to just be like, well, there were other guys that did it in a kind way where it's like, hey, I'm just more into Rachel. You're great. But, like, you know, th those are my yeah. feelings. You don't have to insult people unnecessarily. So mean. I bet, like, Hayden's, like, Hayden's had a family member that was like, look, you're off the show. People, you apologize. People are going to forget. Just delete it and move on with your life, well, sweetie. Like, he should and not he be listening it. to, like, Aunt Sally's uh, reality TV <laughs> advice because that's horrible advice. Aunt Sally, what show have you been on that you know yeah. so much about how to navigate social media after being on a reality show? I didn't see Aunt Sally on a show. I didn't see Aunt Sally on a show. And we are going to be watching Hayden's Instagram like a fucking hawk. So, like, to think that we were going to realize that you took down your apology like bro and then like the best part is like in his apology he's like i fully take accountability for my actions it's like clearly it's not like, nope we're gonna pretend like this never happened and then i don't have to take accountability yeah, yeah. i mean ugh, i just i really don't like him i don't like his character you know I, on the show and on the instagram i'll say that you know what i think probably happened this is probably what happened you know how what? like babies can sometimes accidentally post things to instagram sure you know sometimes like <laughs> yeah. northwest northwest, northwest one time is like a nine-year-old girl she's not a okay baby. no i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying when she was a baby kim said that she like accidentally posted a selfie okay. to instagram what if rambo stepped on the phone and it just so happened to delete the mm -hmm. thing and he's like well i forgot what i wrote I, there's no way for me to retrieve this yeah, I'm it's have like to just cut my losses. Have you seen the TikToks about it's about this dog named Bunny and Bunny can hit different <laughs> buttons to communicate with her owner? That's what Rambo That's was Rambo. doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, shout yeah. out Bunny on TikTok. It's an amazing dog. But anyway. Also, justice for Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing it back to Rambo who who's the true victim in the situation. Yes, absolutely. Um but I think he'll be okay. He clearly 
is way ahead of his peers in that he's able to delete Instagrams. So <laughs> exactly. Okay, moving on. So like everyone and their mom sent me this this past week and we need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So there is a story out saying that Nick Vial petitioned to get Chris Harrison's job when Chris Harrison was on the outs before the Jesse Palmer and the Caitlin Bristow and the Tasha Adams of yeah. it all. Thoughts? I actually don't think this is like that crazy or bad. People kept sending me this. Other than just like more bashing Nick, which the people do love. I mean, they want the impression, but if we can organically throw it in somewhere. The people what they want. I literally get messages. People are like, they just say it all, all the time. Anything. Two questions. Just ask yourself two questions. Yes and no. That's it. That's, yeah. that's the Nick Vial. You can all master the Nick Vial. I should host a Nick Vial impression masterclass. Welcome to Nick Vial impressions. Ask yourself two questions. The first question gets a yes, and the second question gets a no. Go ahead, Jackie. Let's, let's, Jackie, girl okay. in the pink. Um, do I want coffee? Yeah. Am I going to drink it? No. That's Nick Vial. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, I'm an actor. You're like the next Dale Moss. Literally. Yeah, no. So I'm reading kind of what Nick said about wanting to replace Chris Harrison. And he does say um, that he wasn't expecting to get the job. He was just kind of pitching himself, which I don't necessarily credit to Nick because we're always very hard on Nick. I don't think that's actually that bad. Like there's an opportunity. You're pitching yourself, you know, always take the call. Always try to like look for an opportunity. Even if he knew he probably wouldn't get it. It's probably good that he had conversations with those people and maybe something can come up in the future. Maybe he can host a date or something. But like, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't I don't think it's that bad. I think I am an opportunistic person as well. So like, I mean, people were sending this to us because I think it was like, of course, Nick thought he could fill Chris Harrison's shoes. Of course he has. He thinks so highly of himself. However, mm-hmm. I think... Like, fake it till you make it, and what's the yeah. Chris Jenner quote that I always say? Um, if someone tells you no, you're talking to the wrong person. And, like, that's Absolutely. how I've lived my life and my career. I had once a boss who quit, like, put in her two weeks notice, and her body wasn't even cold before I was emailing the CEO asking for a meeting because I wanted the job. And I got it, by the way. So, like, yes. I feel like, I know, like, I don't know. I don't think it's that crazy that Nick went out and put himself out there. I think he probably could have done a good job. I'm really happy he didn't get it. I think Jesse Palmer's doing... Jesse Palmer's filling the role of what the host should be, which is a nothing-ish person that comes in, (laughs) does the role a little bit, and then pieces out. You know yeah, how where I stand on like I know. the Tasha and the Caitlyn, and I, I think just Nick think would it's have drawn funny too much to attention. describe the job of this host as like <laughs> doing nothing. It's like he's doing great at like barely doing the bare minimum, and it's like that so you're is doing the job. Sweetie. I understand, but like it is hilarious that it's just like we want someone who's so under the radar we forget that they're there. It's like, well, then why why even have a host? I don't know. I think you, you know, need one. You do. You kind of need a spokesperson for the show that's like a little bit more consistent than, you know, because the leads change every single time. So I guess I kind of get that. It's just funny. It's like we're looking for someone who can bring nothing, and that's the ideal person. Yes, queen, give us nothing. <laughs> so maybe Nick Vial. I think Nick Vial would bring too much. I honestly think with the way he's describing how he would be like more of a mentor, host hybrid person, it would fall a little bit more into the Tasha Caitlin situation where I think it could be distracting. I don't want to watch a Nick Vial show. We have the Vial files for the Nick Vial show, and it's already too <laughs> Seriously. much. Yeah. So whatever. I mean, I appreciate the man for trying. I will say that. I appreciate the man for trying. I think it's funny that he's saying 
he wanted to be a mentor host hybrid you know exactly what the fuck you would have done you would have been a producer plant that goes in there and stirs the pot and says well don't you think that she should do blah yeah. blah blah and then like you're gonna be ruffling the feathers like he practically was a producer as the bachelor he said yes. that He's yeah. like, I was too in my head. Alexis also confirmed, yeah. Yeah, in our interview with Alexis a few weeks back, go check that out, she basically said that you could tell he was playing a role when he was The Bachelor. He knew mm -hmm. he had to start drama. He knew he needed, or, you know, keep drama going. He mm -hmm. knew he had to keep Corinne around because she was drama and he needed ratings. Like, So for him to say, like, a mentor, you're not a mentor. You knew you would be purposely there, and you would willingly be yeah. shaking things up. Yeah. That's why, like, okay, side note, we're getting to the recap room later, but the, the, I'm so sick of the tweets of, like, you know who would have really handled that, that pep talk with Rachel well? Caitlyn and Taysha. Caitlyn and Taysha only did what the producers allowed them to do. So if they, if they wanted Caitlyn and Taysha to be mentors and give pep talks, it's because they were told to do it. What also I think they wouldn't want Caitlyn and Taysha to be in there giving Rachel a legitimate pep talk because, like, they're trying to break this girl down and succeeding. Yeah. Like they don't they don't want Caitlin Bristow to come in there and genuinely like lift her up. Like they don't want that right now. Jesse Palmer yeah. did a perfect neutral nothingness. The lead does what the producers want the lead to do. It's not like a lead, it's not like an improv show. Yeah. So it's not like my Nick Vile improv show where I'm really exactly. taking on the role. Yes. Of Nick Vial. I thought you were Nick for a second. I was going to call Natalie. It's confusing, and... right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's really confusing. <laughs> if I saw really you in a dark confused. bar, I'd be like, Nick? <laughs> okay. Um, okay, moving on. Um, a friend of the show, Dawson Dimitri Brady Haven's parents, and friend of the show, Dawson Dimitri Brady I was going to say, no, it's friend of the show, Dawson Dimitri Brady Haven, the baby. Yeah, we're friend. friends with the baby. Yeah, yeah. So they are, they moved. Uh, they mm -hmm. needed to be closer to Audrey's, aka our favorite coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Jared, apparently the commute, he was at the coffee shop all the time. They needed yeah. to move closer. So they he did. He told us all about it when we went to Audrey's. He said they were looking for a new house. He also showed us like actual private videos of Dawson Dimitri Brady on his phone but like not bragging it's yeah. totally fine yeah we're just best friends we're practically like Dawson Dimitri Brady Haven's godmothers but like whatever. yeah I was about to say aunts but yes godmothers <laughs> godmothers I'm giving him spiritual advice mm -hmm. anywho so they moved and they took an adorable video with Dawson Dimitri Brady shirtless in front of their old house and if you were ever wondering what the baby sounds like because he doesn't speak Jared does an epic impression mm -hmm. of the baby so I have the video here and when I tell you I've literally watched this video like five times, his little fake Dawson impression paired with the fact that like a chubby baby shirtless is just like being held and pretending to talk <laughs> is just warms my little heart. So here is Jared's impression of Dawson and he is saying goodbye to his home that he came home to yeah, at birth. his old house. Okay, this is Dawson. My name is Dawson and this is my house that my mommy and daddy brought me home to after I came into this world and now we go and we leave and we go someplace else closer to where daddy works because daddy's at work all the time so I need to go to work to go see daddy and so we go there but I wanted to say thank you house thank you for taking care of my mommy and my daddy and me and the Lois and I'll always remember you and think fondly about you 
And then Ashley, it cuts to Ashley bringing Dawson into their new home and they're on their doorstep. Mm-hmm. I just think that is so, like, so we go there. I, I like, I want to talk in Dawson's voice <laughs> at all times. <laughs> I And my mommy and my daddy. You don't like it. You don't like the Dawson impression. Well, it's not that I don't like it because, and first off, I'm fully aware this is not the same thing. I just want to preface this. But like, I, I talked to my dog in the weirdest voices ever. So like, I'm not knocking Jared's impression because if anyone recorded me talking to my dog, they'd be like, okay, this is a crazy person. But I just feel like those baby voices are private moments that I like didn't need to see a grown man <laughs> talking like a baby on Instagram, you know? But I needed to see it, so I'm glad I'm glad they posted it. Like, it, it, okay. it appeased part of their audience. It was entertaining, for sure. But it's just like, there's something about a grown adult man speaking in a baby voice, which is just a little unsettling to me, but it is endearing. I think it it shows true manlyhood to be able to just like be silly with your kid and not be embarrassed by that stuff. So I guess whatever, but I don't know. Don't come for me in the comments. I don't know. I'm mostly happy that now we know what Dawson talks like. Right, now we know his exact voice. Yeah, now we know his exact voice so we can practice and then we can do Dawson impressions because Jared knows his voice you know Jared knows his voice and Jared knows that like we are impressionists so he knows that we have a solid Dawson Dimitri Brady Haven impression underway stay tuned for that yeah we'll have to do some practicing I'll have um, a master class on that sign up in the comments below (laughs) so we go there we go there this is my house where I can (laughs) (laughs) so Oh, oh man. That was so good. I didn't even give you the masterclass yet. Oh my god, thank you. Professional impressionist right here. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> One of my faves, Anna Redman. She posts on TikTok a lot. I think she's a classic bachelor villain to TikTok extraordinaire. She's incredibly lovable. I think we're kind of really seeing her actual personality versus how she was portrayed on the show. And I'm loving her TikToks. But so basically she posts TikToks all the time about things that kind of happen on the show. She alludes to it. She doesn't really say anything. Like producer manipulation. Yeah, exactly. So um, she posted a TikTok that says, when you watch another person fall victim to producers on a reality show. That's what the caption was for the TikTok itself. And then someone commented and says, not trying to be rude, but you said what you said. Those words did come out of your mouth. And she responds and says, look up Frankenbiting. What happened behind the scenes is a completely different story. I completely get it's fun to watch the show and blatantly believe in the villain hero experience of the show, but it's completely manufactured behind the scenes. So I commented on that being like, Anna, come on, she's all batch. Like we've been wanting to hear your side of the story because you've been alluding to a lot of this stuff. So let's give the backstory um, on where this comes from though. So we had Chris Bukowski mm-hmm. on, friend of the show, Chris Bukowski. Yeah. Great interview, go check that one out. Yeah. He's dating her. Yes. I DM'd him and said, hey, like we would love to have Anna Redman on. We know she's out of contract. Like, can you ask her. I figured since I know he likes us that maybe he could put in a good word and try to get her on. And he's like, oh yeah, I'll ask her. He never got back to me and I didn't want to push it because I didn't want to make him uncomfortable that like clearly if she wanted to come on, she would just come on. Yeah, like she knows where to reach us. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable, so I didn't push it. Mm -hmm. But then Jackie ran into someone in LA. I ran into someone in LA. I'm not going to say who it was, but it's like a prominent person who covers The Bachelor and they told me that Anna is not allowed to do podcasts for some reason, which I think kind of like makes sense to me because I had always wondered after Chris 
Bukowski never got back to us. I'm like, it's so strange because it seems like she wants to talk. She's posting TikToks about it all the time. Why isn't she going on our podcast? Because it's not that she's just like ignoring it. If she wasn't always posting these TikToks kind of alluding to it, I'd be like, oh, well, maybe she's she's done with it. She doesn't want to talk about it again, like whatever. But she keeps pushing it. So like, what's up with that? Yeah, that's the odd part. Because at this point, if you want to talk, you can talk. Yes. So I don't know how much validity there is to this. I don't know, Fots, do your thing and like find this out for me because I need more information. Find it out and also please DM her and tell her that we want to talk to her and tell her that this is a safe space for everyone Mm -hmm. that hates the producers. Yes, absolutely. In terms of what she said, I mean, no shit, Frank inviting, they have an agenda, all that shit. But for the commenter that said you said what you said, she did say, I mean, if we're referring to the entertaining men for money thing, that wasn't Frank invited. She did say that. It's on her face and she's saying it. They could have said, tell me what that other person said over exactly. there. Like, we have no idea what the context is of how those words came out of her mouth. But, yeah, I mean, we got you, girl. We understand that you are probably totally set up and you want to speak your truth and you don't have a place to speak your truth and they may be trying to prevent you from speaking your truth, but they can't hold you down forever. I don't know. I hope that she will come on. Um, I just want to get more down to the bottom of like why she keeps posting TikToks, like dropping the seed, but will not go on a podcast like she's all batch. Can I tell you guys how much I love Everlywell? Everlywell.com offers access to at-home lab testing with secure and digital results. So I recently took their food sensitivity test. It was so great to get a look into how my body is reacting to different foods. Their at-home lab test can help you get the knowledge and support you need so you can become a healthier you. We've talked to you guys about Everlywell before and I cannot say enough good things about them. It's so easy to not have to go to a lab to get this kind of information. Yeah, and Everlywell has over 30 at-home lab tests. So you could choose the test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers you need, like a metabolism test, sleep and stress test, and fertility tests. They also have a wide selection of vitamins and supplements for a healthier you, including B12 supplements, omega-3 fish oil supplements, vitamin D3, and vitamin B6. It is so easy to do. Everly Well ships products straight to you with everything you need in one package. So to take your at-home lab test, you simply collect your sample and use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab. Your physician-reviewed results get sent to your phone or device in literally just days. And then you could share the results with your primary care physician to help guide next steps. So if you order vitamins and supplements, you could start adding them to your daily routine right away. So join over 1 million people who have trusted Everlywell to support their health and wellness goals. And for listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash she's all batch. That's everlywell.com slash she's all batch for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash she's all batch. Um, okay, so we need to talk about Monday night's episode, but we're in the wrong room. We can't, we can't, we need to get into the room. Yeah, so um can you meet me? I'm actually going to the fourth floor. Do you have do you have the key? Oh, so we're going the recap attic, if you will. Um yeah, <laughs> yeah, let me just get a different key for that room. Um, okay, got it. <laughs> did you think it was gonna be on a did you have a different key or something? Um, Well, I have keys to all the different rooms, but um, we've never done the attic before. I don't know. Spooky. Why do we lock all the rooms? Why are we so afraid? (laughs) I don't know. Someone's going to come in and steal our recap. Okay. I'm going to walk up the stairs. Hold on. (laughs) Really? This is a whole play of us, like, getting into (laughs) the recap room. 
All right, we are in the recap room. I don't know why we chose the attic. There is no air circulation in here. I know, it's hot. It is a heat wave here on the East Coast. We are going to bring the heat even more because this episode was... Was good. Piping hot with tea. Yes, absolutely. I know we, like, really went overkill with the Titanic references last time, so I'm not going to... I just need to say one thing, and then I will never talk about Titanic ever again, but in the beginning of the episode where they show, like, all the shots of, like, the ship at sea. Do you know the scene where it's like, take it to sea, Mr. Murdoch, and then it's like, ta, 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 ta. Take it to sea, Mr. Murdoch. Let's stretch your legs. Yes, sir. Da, yes. da, da. And it's just shots of like the ship all over. That literally was the opening scene where they're like, we're on a cruise ship. Now I'll never talk about Titanic again. Sorry. First of all, don't ever say you're never talking about Titanic again because don't make promises you can't keep. I'm not yeah, committing true. to that. Okay, fine. Secondly, I was actually pleasantly surprised that we got to see a lot more of the cruise ship this week. We did, but like, did we? It was literally Gabby getting an ice cream cone going like smiling at the camera. Like the little half-assed cruise. But it's somewhere to be like, let's show you all the things a cruise has to offer on like an actual cruise. It would be so much more exciting than the little things they did show us, but they tried to make them seem like they were big things. Like literally Gabby just getting an ice cream cone and being like, wow, look at all this food on the cruise ship. And then yeah, they (laughs) were playing basketball and doing other like stupid little things. Nothing exciting about a cruise ship. Where's the Broadway show? Where's the... The magic show, you know? They don't have it. Where's the um, cannonball contest in the pool on deck five? Ooh, yeah, on deck five. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I know deck five. Yes, yes, yes. So I was really happy that with this episode, we start off and the drama kicks in right away. I thought yes. for sure they were going to take forever to bring up the Logan of it all. But right away off the bat, we find out that Logan wants to dump Rachel. Yes. I have a theory on this. Would you like to hear my theory? Please. Okay, so what I thought was interesting about all of this is, like, when Logan comes in to talk to her and they have the whole conversation, Rachel seems like she kind of doesn't care. Like, she's pretty nonchalant. She's like, okay, like, thanks for letting me know. Like, bye. Which would make sense because we know she doesn't even really like Logan that much. He's not Tino. He leaves. We do see one shot of her crying, but she's in a bathrobe all of a sudden, so we don't know when that was shot. And then the time where she's actually breaking down, being emotional, the only time we see her crying about this is in the ITMs. And it's like, I just can't help but wonder how long has she been in this room? How long have they been poking her, poking her, poking her to get to those tears But that's what we're seeing as, like, the response of Logan leaving when actually when the conversation happened, like, I did not think she cared at all. Oh, see, I actually interpreted it a little bit differently. Oh, interesting. When she opens the door, I -hmm. feel like her stomach dropped, and I feel like she was trying to protect her heart. Like, she she knew something bad was going to come. Like, did you notice? So he sits down, Mm -hmm. and at first he starts making it seem like he's just there to be nice to her, and he says, I never got to tell you how honored I am that you put a rose on me. And she seems, like, a little relieved for a second, like, oh, this is going to be a good thing. Maybe he just snuck away to say something nice to me. Finally, someone being nice and just to like freaking gut check her and hit her where it hurts and tell her that he doesn't actually want to be with her I feel like she was upset and I think she was like protecting herself and wasn't trying to like totally break down because then when he's like I know what you're thinking I'm crazy you're wonderful you're this you're that she's like you don't need to sugarcoat it like yeah I just think it's more of an ego thing than a Logan thing we said that last episode but I think she feels sad about these things once they, like, the comparison between her and Gabby. Like, I don't think she actually cares about Logan at all. Yeah, I mean, that may be right, but, like, 
fast forward to the very end of the episode when mm-hmm. Gabby eventually gives Logan the rose, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, as he accepts the rose and he walks out, Rachel shoots him daggers. Like, she doesn't seem happy. And again, it could be an ego thing. Like, you denied right. me and now you're dating my friend. I, yeah. That bruises my ego. But she does not seem too happy that he's sticking around, which I totally get. Like, I, I don't think I would want that either. Yeah, I get that too. But again, I, I, like, I just refuse to believe that she is like, darn, that could have been my husband. And now he's dating Gabby. Like, I think it's just like a competitive, yeah. a competitive ego thing. You know what I mean? Like, there's no one here likes Logan. None of them. And we're just like here playing this little game. You think Gabby likes Logan? Yeah, I think, I think he has BDE, clearly, because he's mm. sending his D to people, you know. Allegedly. Oh, uh, yes, allegedly. I, I don't know. I think even the whole Gabby keeping it, how much of that is, like, people telling her you need to keep Logan around for an... I don't know. We'll know next week, I think, because if, if Logan is now on Gabby's side, Gabby gave him a rose, and they have some sort of date and some sort of connection, and he stays past, I'll be like, okay, maybe she actually really likes him. But if, if next episode, Logan goes home, I'm like, oh, she only kept him because people told her to keep him around for the drama of it all because they wanted a man to switch sides and she never actually liked him. I will make a conclusion about this in two weeks. Okay, thanks. Let us know. And I think it's that he's hot enough and he's funny enough for Gabby to be like, I'll make out with him for another week. I don't think it's that she doesn't like him. I think it's that she doesn't not like him enough to send him home, to be honest. Like, he has... I get it. He has BDE. I get it. But oh, see, I don't get it. I, like, I really don't see the appeal here. So he breaks mm-hmm. up with Rachel. Rachel decides to cancel her group date, which is fine because she picks back up with the nighttime portion of the date, which is all I ever want to see anyway. Like, I don't need to see you, like, dance in the street and do stupid yeah. random, like, challenges with, like, strange right, kids. right. That you don't yes. even know that are higher uh, actors. Yes, the strange kids that came up in uh, Gabby's date. Which Gabby's we'll date. Too. Yeah. yeah. So she cancels the date, but um, then picks back up at night. But before that, you've glossed over a very, very important detail, which is these promos for the casting are killing me. This next one was the guy you were dating turned out to be your cousin. Excuse me? They're really taking it too far, I think. I mean, yeah, or far. maybe not far enough, because here we are. I've, like, now talked about these little promos every single week with the stuff that they're saying is so outrageous. But, like, the guy you were dating turned out to be your cousin. Please come on our television show. <laughs> Can you imagine someone walks into the, the casting and they're like, they're like, hi, what are you looking for? Like, well, um, my boyfriend actually ended up being my cousin. Yeah, so, so I'm here to, to find someone. Oh, my God. What a one-on-one date that would be with the lead. Where they're like, tell me more about yourself. Please open up. And it's like, yeah, it wasn't a really serious relationship, but turns out we literally share blood and DNA. Like, my mom was his Aunt Sally. <laughs> so, uh, Aunt Sally. And that's when we realized I was at, like, my family reunion, and I saw my boyfriend there hanging with my grandma. And I was like, <laughs> boyfriend? And he's like, cousin. And that's why he broke up. Yeah. That's a lot of baggage to unpack on a one-on-one. Yeah. Anyway, back to the night portion of Rachel's date. I just could not let that slide. So Rachel does the nighttime portion of the date. The guys really, quote, show up for her. She's dropping a lot of Claire Crawley lines again. She's really embodying yeah. the Claire Crawley of it all. They're really showing up for her. I really liked how Zach took her outside on the cruise ship, because then we got to see, like, the water. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know, if you have frustration, you just want to scream. Like, I want you to scream. Did you notice, though, when they were screaming, like, Zach was like, ah! And Rachel let out a scream. Gave a long-ass scream, and she yeah. went on so much longer than he did, which I thought was yes. 
very telling of the situation. It was like when Regina George realized she's been eating calteen bars this entire time. She was like, <laughs> ah! Yes, it was that level of a scream. Mother. And then she's like, this guy is a fugly slut. And then you pick it up and it's Logan in the burn bug. <laughs> People called out the spray tan on both Gabby and Rachel. Did you notice this? I've been going on a fake tan journey this whole summer. So like I very quickly picked up on like the fake tan on their hands. But to me, it made sense. I was like, oh yeah, obviously they're going to be getting spray tans this entire time. They're literally the leads on TV shows. I would the difference too. between you, Jackie Maroney, and Rachel Recchia and Gabby Windy is that they have ABC and a professional team of people who should know how to properly spray tan them and not make their hands orange. That's what the issue people have. They're like, don't you have professionals that can ensure this doesn't happen? Or if it does happen, yeah. call in a professional to fix it. You are on primetime TV. But I think sometimes like you can't really fix it. You just have to wait a few days and then it fades a little bit and then Well then they should have put them in gloves. Yeah, that would have been way more normal of seeing like Rachel standing there with gloves on their little cruise ship. I don't know. I I, it didn't bother me. I was like, oh yeah, I get it. Spray tan life. I I think they could have stepped things up a little bit, but but perhaps they're spending so much fucking money on the cruise ship, renting a entire cruise ship and all the fuel (laughs) that they're spending money on that they couldn't hire a makeup artist. So that is literally Gabby and Rachel using like self tanner from like with the mitt and stuff. Like that's the self tanner I use. Like they're literally doing it themselves, trying to sleep like this so you don't get it all over your sheets. And for yeah. people, I know this is a podcast, you can't see me. I was just, like, laying stiff as a board. Light as a feather. Stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. We then cut to Logan. This was my favorite part of the whole episode. When Logan then goes and talks to Gabby. And I put this on Instagram, but Logan looks into the mirror slowly. Like he's starring in a Lifetime murder movie. And I put out on Instagram, because I was thinking, we should probably name this movie. So we have Murder in the Mansion, Fatal Fuckboy, I also came up with a romance to die for. Like, when he's looking, he looks down and he looks up into the mirror. Like, it's like, bro, you just switched girlfriends. You didn't kill someone. You don't need to look at yourself with such disgust. (laughs) I like Fatal Fuckboy. I think that really embodies... Logan, because murder in the mansion, they are on a boat. Doesn't doesn't track. I really wasn't spending all that much time thinking of these. <laughs> we can come up with better ones. But um, fatal fuckboy did win the poll that I put on Instagram. So. Oh, great! So the people are aligned. Got it. People are aligned. Yeah. You do bring up a good point in that, like, the amount of self-loathing that they are making it seem like Logan has, and the drama and the sadness, and like, oh, how could I do such this thing? You are correct. He did not murder anyone. He literally was just like, mm, I think I'm kind of into Gabby on a TV show. Like, okay. On a show where neither of them really even like him, and it doesn't actually have any stakes, and it doesn't matter. It reminds me of when Clayton admits that he he's telling <laughs> he's, Gabby and Rachel. When he slept with all of them, yeah. And he's like, the man I once was, I no longer am. <laughs> There's a demon in me. Like, I made that comparison then because I'm like, bro, yeah. like, you had sex. Like, you didn't <laughs> kill someone. Deep. Yeah. It's not that yeah. deep. But apparently it is deep for Logan. Gabby takes him back, not before checking in with Rachel because Gabby is a girl's girl and love that for her. I actually was surprised that... Surprise and not surprise. Of course, like for the drama, they're going to want her to take him back. I I think we had talked about this a few episodes ago when Logan had made out with both of them and they had that conversation of like, oh, like, do you like Logan? Oh, I like Logan, whatever. And then Gabby kind of stepped aside. And I wondered, I'm like, is it because 
she actually doesn't like him or is it because she just is having an emotionally intelligent moment and knows that like Rachel has less connections than she does right now so she was just gonna step aside and let her have him but then the feelings would come back Mm -hmm. I think jury's still out I won't know till two weeks from now when we see if Logan makes it past one episode because if it's just one episode I'm like oh this was production for the drama if it's two episodes I'm like oh Gabby actually really liked him and put aside her feelings but we all know you can't bury your feelings for long they come up in mysterious ways I'm going to say Logan staying. I want him to stay because you know me. I'm all for the drama. And I would much rather Logan stay and bring drama than him leave and me have to, like, find another drama. Yeah. So the guys go on Gabby's group date. Mm -hmm. They're making waffles. They're slapping each other in the face with fish. It's a great time. Yeah, Um, they're playing with little children that randomly show up but are probably actually child actors. Do they just, like, rent these children? Like, (laughs) yeah, I think they do. They rent them? Yeah. they're like like rent the runway? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think they're like, we need child background actors for this. We'll pay you the rate of $100 a day. Like, they're not finding these kids on the street and being like, hey, do you want to be on The Bachelor? Like, there's definitely a plan where like, okay, we're going to do a group date. We're going to play soccer. We need 17 kids. And they, like, rent them. Are the kids that are playing soccer... The kids that sang Clayton Sucks on the premiere episode. Yes. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say the kids from Clayton, the birthday party that Clayton... They're all the same the kids. They're all it's the same. all the same kids. Rotating yeah. kid actors that they're just in every <laughs> single scene. I love that. <laughs> if that is the case, that they yeah. just always use the same, like, 20 kids. It's like one you're not paying attention to the kids. Children. You just know they're kids. I'm not looking Yeah, at I them. wouldn't be able to pick one off the street and be like, oh my god, you were the kid from The Bachelor. <laughs> so. You're the kid that Nate is picking up running in the soccer game? No, I wouldn't. Are be you able to. the girl who wrote that note to Clayton and made him cry on Michelle's season of The Bachelorette? Yeah, are no, you the I don't person that sang uh, "Clayton Sucks"? <laughs> that bop, that Clayton show-stopping sucks? number. Yeah, I wrote down too this whole like fish slapping date. This is Gabby's version of Rachel's armpit sniffing date. Yes, wait, I have the same thought. <laughs> I have the same wow. thought. Wow, hundred percent. It's just like a stupid thing that makes the guys look stupid and makes them look unappealing. And, like, she's kissing them after. Like, at the very end, she slaps Logan in the face and then kisses him, and she says, you smell like fish, and I'm like, why? Why are we torturing them? I know. Like, with the fish juices on his face, and then you're gonna get very close to the face. I do Mm -hmm. like, though, that it's at least even that, like, okay, Rachel got a shitty group date last week. Now Gabby's getting a shitty group date. We gotta even it out. Because at first, we're like, why is Gabby getting these good ones, and Rachel is getting these horrible ones? I like to see them evening it out. And I like to hope, had Rachel gone to her group date that it would actually have been something like fun and cool but we'll never imagine that was Rachel's date though that probably was Rachel's date because they like (laughs) and they're like this is better TV so we'll just give her this one yeah yeah once Rachel canceled and like yes Gabby had to kiss guys after smacking him in the face with fish but Gabby also got to like put her face under a whipped cream machine and live her best life so I wouldn't say that's the worst date ever. Right. I I mean, I do think it's still better than the armpit sniffing, honestly. Oh, yeah. Because it's at least comedic. Armpit sniffing is not funny. Slapping someone with a fish is kind of funny. Yeah. Kissing them after is not so much, but to each their own. I think it's funny. So Logan isn't on that date yet because he wasn't officially a part of Team Gabby yet. And I love that, Mm -hmm. like, the guys, Nate's like, we're just excited for a night of no drama. And then Logan's like, surprise, bitch. Bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. Avon's one-on-one date. I feel like you called it last week when we were talking to Peter and Dustin that Avon would have his moment. And he did have his moment. I didn't really have 
much about this other than just like Rachel's like I'm a Pisces and he's like I'm a Scorpio and I just think that's a bad combo but like oh you do like comments who knows more about astrology (laughs) zodiac wise is that even a good mix I don't even know but I am someone that asks people their birthday I don't care about zodiac signs but I read people on their birthdays I've once but what do you read of if you're not reading like the zodiac sign like what about it just because I vibe with I vibe with dates and numbers and one time I was in for real, I was in a taxi in New York City, and I felt something with the, not like felt something, felt something, but mm-hmm. like I felt something with the driver, and I was like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm like, what's your birthday? And he's like, January 7th, and I'm like, yeah, that's oh, my that's birthday. Yours. I knew, I knew that there was some kind of weird connection, and I asked people their birthdays sometimes because I feel things, like I can tell, I've literally guessed people's birthdays before. It's weird. I mean, I feel like you're basically saying that like zodiac things matter without like labeling it zodiac do you know what i mean because it's more or less the same thing i also agree that like people who have certain signs i connect with more but it's the same thing that you're saying just like switch out the signs for literal numbers knowing that like oh people born at the end of july like i vibe with whatever it is exactly um so i do think there's something to it because i found the same like three signs are people that i'm close with in my life and that's it but I don't know if Pisces and Scorpio go together. I think that would be a very tumultuous emotional pairing. On that date, Rachel basically says that she could already be falling in love with Avon. I don't believe that. I don't either. And a part of me wonders if she could be potentially forcing her. I mean, they had chemistry for sure. So I'm not taking yeah. it away from Avon. But I wonder, given what's happened to her, if she could be pushing herself to feel things because she needs more than one person or else this isn't a yeah. show. You can't just fall in love yeah. with Tino. You have to fall in love with more people. So she could be pushing things along faster with other guys because she doesn't have that many left. That was yeah, my take. I Although Avon is super hot and charismatic, so it's probably not hard to fall for him. But yeah, but the Scorpio of it all. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, so next week, what do we have next week? I want to point out one thing in the promo for next week, or it's either the promo for next week or the promo for the rest of the season, and it shows mm-hmm. Rachel on a bed, and she's like, you said things to me, and you lied, and then it cuts to Tino. That, for sure, I would put my life on it. That is not who she's talking not to. Not Tino? Yes. There's no way. No way in hell. She's not talking to Tino. Tino doesn't do anything wrong. I would agree with Something that. happens next week with Logan, though. There's a scene. It shows Jesse. It shows Logan they are not in the same shot and mm-hmm. he goes she was in tears Logan says I feel awful and Jesse says you got to pack your bags they are both outside why aren't they being shown in the same shot he could be saying that to someone else right so Logan says I feel awful Logan could be feeling awful about eating too much pizza on the cruise <laughs> he's like I had an ice cream cone he's like this is a buffet there's always so much food around I ate too much pizza I feel awful I think that's what he was saying. So yeah, good episode. I'm loving this season and we'll catch you next week in the recap room, but not in this attic. It is way no, too hot and We need to go here. somewhere else next time. Maybe the recap basement. It'll be nice and cool. Okay. And I, I don't You're know where like, I, put- I hate the basement. <laughs> Can we just do it in the living room? How many keys do you have? Six. Okay, great. I have you seven. only have five? Oh. No, I have seven. <laughs> oh. So what Why? key do you have that I don't have? <laughs> Okay, gatekeeping. <laughs> gatekeeping the recap room in the basement. Very interesting. Um, all, right. all right. I'm sweating. I need to get out of here. All right. Goodbye.
I'm going to be real with you guys. I am no stranger to stress. Between juggling the podcast, being a mom to a crazy toddler, I feel like I barely ever get a moment to myself to just breathe. After checking out this podcast that I found mindful in minutes, I feel like I was really able to teach myself how to be more present and let go of stress. And I really wanted to take a moment and talk to you guys about it because it really has helped me. Yeah, no, me too. As soon as you told me about this podcast, I was like, okay, I immediately need to go check this out. And I'm so happy that I did. Mindful in Minutes is a collection of short guided meditations for real and busy people like us and honest reflections on how to use mindfulness to bring authenticity and joy into your life. Like Stephanie, I also have a very full plate and not a ton of time to myself. So the fact that there's over 200 free guided meditations on the podcast that range from five to 20 minutes was something that I could so easily fit into my day. It's a total game changer. And I've never even tried meditation prior, but it's truly helped me deal with anxiety and stress. I've told you guys on the podcast before, I definitely am no stranger to anxiety. And whether you're a beginner or an expert, you can benefit from this podcast. You do not need to know about meditation prior. Like I said, I've never even tried it prior, but I've found that it's really been helping me let go of some of the stress and anxiety that I do have. So every week there is a new guided meditation release that has a topic designed for what we need in everyday life. For example, anxiety, relief, uh, meditation to help you fall asleep at night, a five-minute meditation for letting go of things, and episodes have easy-to-digest teaching and reflections on meditation. Yeah, no, I actually have heard that if you do 10 minutes of meditation a day in over six weeks, it actually shrinks the amygdala part of the brain, and that's the part of your brain that is responsible for anxiety. So there are so many health benefits, and you're physically changing the way your brain is processing information. So it's really an amazing thing to do. I need to change the way my brain processes information. <laughs> and wait, yeah, amygdala? No. Yeah. You know that word? Yeah. Damn. The brain. Okay. The brain, the brain, the center of the chain. <laughs> wait, does everyone know that? Like, do you know what I'm talking about with that? No. <gasps> Babysitter's Club? All right, keep this in because I feel like our listeners, some will get this. <laughs> Moving on. I mean, not I read those on, but... books, Babysitter's Club. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a beginner to all of this as well. And it's cool because um, you don't have to worry if you're meditating the right way. It's, it is a practice. You get better with it over time. And so you just hit play and the host takes care of the rest and guides you through it. And the more you do it, the better you get. So. And the host, this is the kicker, guys. The host just so happens to be a Fox. So when I learned the host was a Fox, it literally made me love this podcast 10 times more because we have some boss babes that follow this podcast and it makes me so happy that you guys are so inspirational and so successful and you know you got we got to go support a fellow thoughts yes we absolutely must and so if you're looking to have a moment to yourself check out mindful in minutes and enjoy over 200 free guided meditations the fact that it's free guys too absolutely amazing so many of these other meditation apps and stuff cost money so the fact that you have all of these free meditations right at your fingertips is like pretty incredible uh yeah go check it out and you are welcome Again, it's called Mindful in Minutes. It's a podcast. You can listen to it anywhere you pod. We're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. You know, that's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. And we read about it on air. As always, please take these stories with a grain of salt. You know, these are each individual person's experiences. And, you know, just always keep that in mind when we read these stories. I'm not like foreshadowing anything crazy, but like just in general, you know. Yeah, I feel like we don't say that enough because we've said that in the um, first few of our episodes, but it's nice to give a little reminder Just that... Just a reminder that these are it's like... It's all allegedly. Well, it is, I mean, it's allegedly, but it's also this one person's mm-hmm. interaction with that person. That doesn't mean like Nick Vial is mean to every single waiter he meets. 
just because yeah, that no, one, one layer moment does not define someone's personality. Yes. This person writes, hello, I love your podcast. Appreciate your detailed insights and great interview questions. I have a story for virtual encounters. My wife and I were recently on vacation in Denver and went to see Fats Blake Horstman, perform at Mile High Spirits at the end of July. Thankfully, we got there early and we were at the front of the crowd. The place was packed. He came out from the DJ booth several times to pour shots into people's mouths and I got one. Giannina was with him as well at the side of the stage. She's even more beautiful in person. He was very high energy and kept the party going. It was such a fun and wild night. That is so awesome. I fucking love Blake. And I love that she called him Fots Blake Horseman because, like, you know, the top tier Fots, you know, the artist formerly known as Fotsva, he has fallen. Yes, for now. formally known as, to be right. clear. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I love Blake so much, and I love him and Giannina together. Like, I just, they really do seem so freaking happy, and I'm just happy that he has been able to kind of, like, you know, find his person and just, like, move on from all the negativity that he had had totally. on the last time that he was on the show, and he seems to be in, like, such a good place now and so happy, and I'm happy for him. I am happy for him as well. When Blake's happy, I'm happy. You know, like, when he feels emotions, <laughs> I feel them too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So this one actually came in from our honorary creeper, Macy. It's her <laughs> friend. So her friend, this is Macy's friend. Okay. She said, my friend Kayla sent this to me. She met Tyler Cameron at a bar in Palm Beach, Florida. Oh, my God. Tyler Cameron's all over the place. My friend Brooke and I were at a cocktail bar called Parched Pig in Palm Beach Gardens. I was drinking a blackened vodka drink, very specific, and spotted him in the corner of the bar with a group of people. We were going to leave way earlier, but kept ordering drinks to wait for him to pass us to go use the restroom. I mean, obviously, like, yeah, you do not leave that bar when you see Tyler Cameron there. Mm -hmm. Let's just say we were three drinks in and the man never moved to pee. (sighs) Okay, you guys have to send him drinks. Like, he needs yeah, to, to drink. get that bladder full so right. that he needs to get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had enough liquid courage by then, so I walked up to the table and essentially said, I hate to be that girl, but can I please get pickies, pixies with you? Pixies? She literally wrote. Pixies? Like, pics. Le- oh, like, like a picture. Yeah, but, but like a pixie. But okay. Yeah, but spelled like pixies. It kind of reminds me of nervy. nervy. Remember me too. someone submitted, I don't know if it was an encounter or what, but it they were like, yeah, it was really nervy. Me and Stephanie say that now all the time to each other. Be like, oh, I'm feeling kind of nervy yeah. for this interview or for whatever. So thank you for gracing our lives with that. So now I have to say pixie. Yeah, we definitely have to say pixies now. Um, yeah, pixies, plural. Oh, can I get a pixies with you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. I bet she was she was feeling nervy to get it, ask for a pixies, mm-hmm. but then she had some liquid courage, and his bladder was not yet full, so she was able to go over to him. He wrote back and said, "Oh yes, of course, want to go outside because that's better lighting." And then we took a cute oh, pic, and nice. she sent the pic. Tyler would be mindful of the lighting. Well, he's a model; he knows. Yeah, yeah. He, also, too, I, it could be even for selfish reasons that he's just like. I can't have a bad photo of me out in the world, so we need to go where I'm going to look beautiful. Right. I mean, and I hope she asked him, like, if everything was okay with his bladder. Because, like, three hours in the bar. (laughs) Well, she said three drinks. We don't know if that took three hours. Oh, right. That's true. I'm a little concerned, but I will say that (laughs) the person... So we've talked a lot about Tyler and his scent, and we want to know what Mm -hmm. he smells like. Totally not creepy. But the girl that met him at the degree booth wrote me back and said that he smells like degree. While I appreciate the response and the feedback, that still doesn't answer our question because there are a variety of degree scents. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. 
So, so you know what I just thought of too. What? If we ever have him on the podcast, let's just it'll him. be no. Well, I was like, but it'll pro- it'll probably be over Zoom because we've done all of our interviews over Zoom, so we won't get the smell. We're gonna need to have to do it in person, like in a studio. When we interview him in the future, mm-hmm. we will ask him. We, it'll be in a studio, or we will ask him to take off his shirt and mail it to us. It's only fair. I don't think we can ask him that. I think we can. I think we can. Probably after the interview, just so that he understands that we're just, like, nice, like, normal girls who just want to smell the scent. We don't want to, like, be creepy about it. I feel like usually at the end of most of our interviews, the people that we talk to become our best friends. So maybe not in the very beginning, but towards the end, they're like, oh, these girls are cool. Sure, I'm going to take my shirt off and mail it to you. Like, it's not yeah, that big of a deal. For sure. Okay. Okay. Well, um, if the degree girl can let us know which specific degree deodorant, thanks. We can start getting our sniff on as the Wait. truffle pigs, and we can look all over New York City for him. I will <laughs> I will tell you, though, guys, last week after Jackie and I recorded that segment, I happened to go to Rite Aid, and then I took a picture, and I sent it to Jackie, and I was smelling a degree deodorant. I don't know if I was smelling the right one, though, which is really hard. Like, I need to know which one again, but right. we're on the right track. You know what's crazy that I just thought of? Like one day slash maybe today or tomorrow, like Tyler Cameron is going to hear this and we're just going to be talking about like what he smells like and he'll be like, excuse me? That's okay. If Tyler is listening right now, he is slowly taking off his shirt and getting a envelope. <laughs> He's getting a stamp. <laughs> <And> <laughs> right now. He went now. to the post office to buy a stamp because like who even has stamps anymore? Mm-hmm. He went to buy an envelope, like all the mailing supplies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't think he's going to think it's creepy. I could tell. I mean, this girl was so nervy. She still asked for pickies, and he was like all concerned about the lighting. So he's cool. He's not someone that's going to be like, oh, why do you want my shirt? He's going to be like, okay, what's your address? You know? No. <laughs> Based on the fact that he wanted to take a picture and a good picture of himself makes me think he's less cool, actually. Wait, what? Like, the fact that a girl asked for a Pixies, and we keep saying it wrong. Pixies, is that what it is? Yeah, Pixies. Um, And he's like, yeah, no, I need to go in golden hour right now because I'm a model, and I can't have a bad pick of myself. I think it would have been cooler to just be like, yeah, sure. I don't care if I look bad because it's, like, it's not about him. Oh, it is. You know know what I mean? You know, I I see it the other way that, like, he's so cool that he wants to make sure her picture is that good. It's like if someone was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to take a selfie. Do you want a bad cat's it? Like, yes, thank you. I appreciate you offering the bad cat's filter. I don't want to have to ask for that. I feel like he's aware that she wants to have a good picture for the feed. Mm -hmm. So I see it in more of a positive light. I see what you're saying. All right, moving on. Hi, love you in the pod. It's the best. Thanks. I have a bachelor encounter for you. About two months ago, I ran into Michelle Young at a bar in Minneapolis. We both live here and she was with her friends at a bar I frequent. This was before she and Nate broke up. He was there too, but Nate was inside the bar when we met her on the patio. We went up to say hi to her and she was so incredibly nice and even invited my friend and I out with her. Tragically, we weren't able to. Truly, we should have canceled our plans. But it was such a fun experience. I hope she finds all the happiness because meeting her made me even more obsessed with her. She is stunning in person. It's so unfair. I can't believe she invited them out to, like, another destination. And I can't believe you didn't go. Like, that's my dream. I know. I would cancel any plan I had ahead of that night to go. Yeah. Immediately. I went to L.A., like, several years ago. And I would have dreams that I was going to be at, like, a restaurant and Paris Hilton was going to, like, bump into me in the bathroom and be like, oh, my God, do you want to come over and pregame and let's go out? I, like, literally was trying to manifest it. It did not happen. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I think if Michelle asks you to go out, you go out. You you go out. Yes, I agree with that. 
I 100% would. Especially with her and Nate at the time. You could have gotten some tea, maybe. And no surprise, she's gorgeous. I mean, that's pretty obvious. She is beautiful, yeah. Exactly. Hello, not sure if this counts as a bachelor encounter, but my friend and I were touristing on the National Mall today in D.C. and saw a Segway tour. We laughed about how the large group looked like a Midwestern family's family reunion. Fast forward five (laughs) hours later, and we noticed Clayton's Instagram story about being on a tour of D.C. on a Segway. Scrolled back to my pics from the day and realized the Segway group was in one of my shots. Turns out, Clacy photobombed me. My friend and I are huge Bachelor fans and are kicking ourselves for not realizing this in the moment. The only consolation is that there's no way we could have gotten them to stop since they were on their tour. Here's the proof. And they shared photos of them and like literally Clayton is on a Segway tour. What I have to say about this is like justice for Midwest families because she (laughs) says like they look like a Midwest family on like a family vacation. And I know Segways are like they look kind of like a little silly, but I did go on a Segway tour once and it's actually so fun and like a cool way to see a city. So like even though it doesn't look the coolest let people live and midwest families why i don't know why do you assume a midwest family would be on on a segway tour and like they everyone can enjoy a good segway tour now and then i think so especially if you're in a it's a great way to see a city that you don't know very well because you don't have to walk all the places but you still have a lot of mobility Mm. to like go where you want to go are you working at like a segway tour company or something (laughs) also a professional tour guide for a segway company (laughs) use code she's all bash for 15 percent off a segway tour around new york city (laughs) i can give it to you um yeah, justice for segways. Yeah, sorry, I think they're so fun. I only went right, on guys, one once. Go but... check out Jackie's Segway Company and use code Cheese All Batch. Yeah, um, but it's so cute that Clayton and Susie are going on this little Segway tour. It just looks like they have fun together, and I'm really happy for them. I'm really happy for them. I love them. I'm so happy that they're, they're happy. And you know, just like um, who was the other one? Oh, when when Blake's happy, I'm happy. When Clayton's happy, I'm happy. So mm-hmm. happiness all around right now. Yeah. Good encounter. I like that one. Those are all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at She's All Batch, and we may read about it on air next week. So we are just weeks away from Fantasy Suites on this season of The Bachelorette, and I can only hope that ABC will hook Gabby and Rachel up with Dame Products because... They definitely need that. Did you know that dameproducts.com has sex toys that you can use for yourself and use with your partner? And if you don't know where to start, they literally have a quiz on their website that helps you find the best sex toy for you. So Dame Products, we've told you guys about it before. They are sex toys for women made by women. You know they are good. Yeah, if ABC doesn't put a few of their sex toys in Gabby and Rachel's hotel suites, then they're seriously doing them so dirty. And they've already messed enough with these girls on this season. So it's literally the least that they can do. The least they could do is let them try out one of Dame Products' best sellers, which is Air. It's a suction vibrator for fans of oral sex. And on their website, it has literally hundreds of five-star reviews. You know that's good. It's also (laughs) waterproof. Use it in the shower. Use it in the ocean. Use it in the pool, wherever you want to go. Sure. They go in the ocean on the show. It's true. And have sex in the ocean on the show. Allegedly. Allegedly. And they could, you know, Rachel and Gabby can bring it in the hot tub with someone, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's waterproof. It features five intensities and five vibration patterns. So you can explore what works for you. And if that's not enough for you, you can also spice up your sex 
Sex Life with Eva, which is another one of their best-selling sex toys that's made to be used with your partner. It stays in place during sex so that you can focus on other things. Dame <laughs> also offers hassle-free returns within 60 days so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. Power up your pleasure with Eva or Air or any of the other sex toys from Dame. Yeah, and Gabby and Rachel, if you're listening, girls, like, you should really try this with your partners in the fantasy suite. I know the fantasy suites were already filmed and that's unfortunate, but I really hope that ABC hooked you guys up because you are missing out if your sex life does not include Dame products. You can go to dameproducts.com slash she's all batch and get 15% off site-wide. Anything you want, 15% off. That's D-A-M-E products.com slash she's all batch. 15% off. You're welcome. Okay, guys, we have Dustin Weber and <laughs> no, we don't. Okay, guys, we have that's my brother. <laughs> we have pilot Peter Weber and Dustin Kendrick from Hannah Round season and also from Peter Weber season and also from Bachelors in the City podcast. Thank you guys for coming on She's All Batch. Thank you. Actually, my name, my name is Peter us. Kendrick, uh, but uh, I am get Dustin next time. Weber. There you go. He put a ring on. He put a ring on it. So Aww. besties, besties. Neil Thanks Lane. for having us. Yeah, yeah it has course. to be nail lane, of course. <laughs> hey, got to keep it in the family there. Bachelor yeah. family. So we're going to go back to the beginning. We obviously have so much to ask you guys. We're so excited. This is a long time coming. Mm -hmm. But we, you guys originated on Hannah Brown season, probably my favorite season ever. Who did you see as competition on night one? Tell us about night one on Hannah Brown season. I think we both thought we were going home. I th I th <laughs> we weren't really... really we and Peter were so quiet and yeah. like, like there's so many people that have like strong personalities that they don't care where they're at. They could just always shine that personality. I think me and Peter were total opposites. Like we have personality, but in that circumstance and that atmosphere for the first time, it really just took it all away. I second that a hundred percent. I, um, it's funny. You, you go on and you think you just kind of preconceived notion of how it's going to go. Like you're confident in yourself and you know what you have to offer and you know you'll be able to fill this environment um but then you get there with you know 30 guys and it's just such a foreign um you know format that you just never experienced in your entire life for me it was i i kind of like that that first night like i sometimes if i feel uncomfortable i can just get really really quiet and really really shy and just like become like a hermit kind of thing. And that definitely was like my feeling uh, the first night, not knowing if I could, even if I got a rose that first night, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue this truly for like, I would say the first like week and a half, I was very, very seriously contemplating just like leaving because I was so uncomfortable. Um, and I don't think uh, you talked to Hannah, right? The first night, Dustin? I did for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did too. And it was like one of the 5 a.m. Um, one of the 5 a.m. calls or 5 a.m. meetings that, you know, they squeeze you in for like two minutes before the sun's about to come up for the rose ceremony. So it wasn't really feeling super, you know, confident in that conversation. So yeah, did anyone stand out night one is like, oh, automatic front runner. I think a lot of people stuck out that I knew like fucked up. Like they were talking about Joe Box, like talking about like he went on uh, night I one. Went, he, I know. Well, I didn't think he was a strong. I didn't, I didn't know anyone that was a, a strong front runner, but I just okay. kept on hearing stories of everyone and their conversations and how it went to shit. And I was like, that's that's all I heard. I, I didn't hear about anyone having a strong night one. I probably someone that stuck out to me was probably uh, Mike Johnson. Okay, mm -hmm. I walk in and it's this big, tall guy and he's just got this deep voice and um just seemed very cool, calm, collected the whole time. And mm -hmm. 
he was probably one that stuck out that was probably just a okay. Who was who was wearing the hat? Um, Matt. Matt. That's right. I I was shocked that Matt. I think he went home that night night yeah, one, right? He did. Yeah. Yeah, and he, I, I think he probably stood out to me. Just you know, very charismatic. Uh, you know, making everyone laugh when we were all just you know hanging out around the couch before we were able to like, go talk to Hannah. Um, that was definitely a shocker for me and someone that had, that stood out. And I thought was going to actually go far. Oh, oh actually, Tyler G. Tyler G. Stuck out to me. He only was there for two episodes, sure he and he, he passed away. I think um, two years ago. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, he was a really. Uh, he was a funny guy. He was so yeah. like such a smart guy. Well, because he had a one-on-one date, didn't he? And then yeah. the sure he one. got the taken and off then they... the show because of whatever something was going on in his yeah. personal. I don't know. What, what was that like for you guys actually? Because as a viewer, they didn't really explain it. But then there was all these rumors on the internet of kind of why Tyler G wasn't on the show anymore. Yeah, I didn't hear. Um, I I. I th- I actually didn't hear any of the rumors. I heard there were rumors, but I didn't look into them. But I, I don't know. He just seemed like a really smart guy, um, super intelligent, super funny. Yeah, and- re- a really just like philosophical guy. You'd get down. He was like one of the first guys down at breakfast and uh, would be just reading a book. and Always uh, reading. Waiting for, yeah, always reading and just like really interesting person to talk to. And I don't know what happened either. I just remember one one day we got back from yeah. the date and they sat us down and said that, that he uh, wasn't there anymore. But Obviously, just a sad story. Just really, yeah, I've of course. Thought very highly of him. So, um, obviously, Jed ends up winning that season, and that's the the story that broke it. The girlfriend back home, being a front runner that season, Peter. How was that for you when the news broke and you heard that Hannah's engaged to Jed and that Jed potentially had someone back home the whole time? I remember. Yeah, that that all coming out. Obviously, like that blew up, and that was crazy. And I, so I was still in the, you know that period was where obviously we had broken up at that point and I hadn't seen her, um, since, you know, we were in Greece there. Um, you're, you know, you know, thinking about this for like two months of seeing this person again. Now, when you go to AFR and you have that chance to, um, you know, try to get some closure and just kind of talk it out. And so there's all the nerves, all the feelings, all the emotions are going through. Um, and then you hear that, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, if I'm being honest, probably in my mind, I'm like, Hmm, well now, you know, that didn't work out. Is there, you know, a possibility here again you never like, i think probably that did go through my mind a little bit going into ar um but uh yeah just uh just a weird kind of thing to go through and you just felt bad for the whole situation dustin were you how did you feel about it slash with both of you were you guys friends with jed in the house or did he ever like speak about those things um when it was just you guys no, um, Jed was so funny in the house. He was actually entertaining us the whole time with his guitar. And he was another, just a funny guy that just did always make, mm-hmm. always make you smile, always make you laugh. And when I heard that, I mean, I didn't, you, a lot of things come up and you don't know what's true or not. So I didn't really pay much attention to it because especially in this light, anybody could say anything, anybody, I, you just don't know what's real or not. So I just kind of I don't know. I didn't really believe it. And he didn't say anything to me. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyways, he seems to be happy. He's, he's doing great yeah, now. He's yeah. engaged, I think. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that whole story is so crazy to me. How, and then what it's. And Hannah Brown's now, brother is engaged to. What a small world. 
Like yeah. that's, that's nuts. Um, yeah. You know, people, whatever they have opinions. I, I always had a great time with Jed. He was great. He was always playing music for us. Like whenever we'd have like a, a chance to go upstairs and he'd get the guitar out and, uh, him and Dylan would always do all these little bits. They were hilarious. Uh, Chad and just, Brad. Non-stop. Yeah. Chad and Brad. And it was, it was, uh, we had a lot of fun. It's, not, it's out there. Hannah had said it. You had sex four times in the windmill and four then times? you got, Oh, yeah, she said four times. I'm oh, is kidding. that not true? <laughs> I'm kidding. It was a joke. Oh. It was um, seven. No, no, I'm joking. How how did you feel going into that rose ceremony? I'm Obviously, yeah, I felt extremely confident. It's funny, like <laughs> you, I bet. <laughs> no, but but what's funny for me is like I, we were talking about it, you know, before about our initial feeling of getting on the show and being put in this environment. How like it was the juxtaposition there of how I was feeling that first night to how I was feeling the night that I, the day that I mm-hmm. ended up leaving, it was just like, wow, what a like transformation there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I obviously, yeah, I felt very comfortable. You know, I thought for sure I was going on the next week and uh, he was getting married. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, this I, is- I thought so, but um, Hey, everything happens for a reason and, and it's all good. And um, yeah, I, yeah, was shocked. I guess that's the only way way I can describe it, I guess. So you leave the show. What is the time period between leaving the show and then them approaching you to be the bachelor? Um, so that was like about, I think we finished in like May and um, had, I think the first kind of like serious conversation there in like the July timeframe. Um, and then I think they, they announced it like in August. So a couple months um, where, you know, that wasn't even really, you know, on my mind, it truly wasn't. Um, but it's funny because I, so I was really close, obviously, with my producer on that season. And it's Julie, uh, it's, uh, Julie was from my, my season. Oh, OK, because wasn't that the one people said that you you hooked up with the producer or something? Yes. All, that was all, a those, rumor, yeah. all those rumors were uh, were being thrown out. We had even like the top exec there from ABC was getting in on it. I was like, wow, they're really running. Oh this. this is great. Um, but yeah, I guess it's like I was, you know, in my my feelings and all that. And then, of course, they sent me to Paris right after for like a week before they can send us home while they're still finishing uh, filming her season. And I guess like she in that moment knew that they were like thinking about me to go for The Bachelor. And like in that moment, though, I was so naive and I was just so like in the fields and had no idea that that was even a possibility. Um, so, yeah, I would say a couple of months after I had the first you know kind of conversation and it just went from there. Um, well, so kind of speaking of kind of the arc of Hannah Brown, how this all has kind of um blown into the next thing so when you're the bachelor you and hannah have what i feel is like probably one of the most real and raw conversations in that dressing room it's like the second or third episode um and you kind of like rehashed some of these feelings did you actually consider like quitting being the bachelor to go be with hannah because i guess this is after she had broken up with jed and now she's single yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. They, I, I said it in there. Did they, you like talk to a producer about this or like how real was this? No. Um, are you like ripping okay. up the contract and you're like, screw this. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I've, uh, I think I said it maybe this again, this is, this is so long ago. It's funny bring, uh, bringing it back up, but, um, yeah, in that moment it was, you know, what everyone saw and they, you know, they say it was very raw and real. Like it just, it was, and, um, it wasn't even, that conversation wasn't even supposed to happen. Uh, we were supposed to go do a date that day. And then literally that whole date got canceled because this conversation took place and then just went for so long. Um, but yeah, I remember telling her, I wasn't thinking, I wasn't, you know, going to my producer and asking like, Hey, can I get permission to do this? And can I leave the show? No, of course not. But I did tell her like, yeah, let's, let's go get on a flight. Let's just, uh, let's end this season right now. Have it be the quickest season. And, um, and give it a shot. But I think that was just me being a little too in the moment and not really thinking things through. But were you serious? 
at that point, yeah yeah i mean because at that point too like i get asked like i there don't have real real connections yet with anyone that was i think that actually was the first episode they did like a long three-hour episode where they went they did a lot a lot more than just like the first rose ceremony and um so that was very early on in the process so i hadn't really i didn't have feelings for anyone yet so i think that's why i was kind of in that mindset yeah well dustin let me know if you agree with this because as a viewer seeing hannah show up your night one give you back the wings then she leaves then she comes back and goes on the date then you have that raw conversation but the whole time she's filming dancing with the stars she can't legitimately leave the show with you she can't legitimately join the show at what point was it is this a game like what because you clearly still had feelings it seemed like she still had feelings but she was never really coming back so like as a viewer watching that like did you think it was kind of toying with emotions a little bit Dustin oh that's exactly what it was for that was they knew exactly what they were doing and they wanted to play with both of their emotions and the viewers emotions and I guess that's what makes for a great season I mean (laughs) well because when I saw her come out of the limo though I was like this is bullshit they're using her for the promo I see through all production bullshit always I was not expecting the raw conversation that was like seemed somewhat unedited that you were like truly grieving the relationship still i was not expecting that yeah i mean listen time time frame wise we started filming that in uh that, that was september so it's not like all this time has gone by um and yeah i was just being very honest at that point in my life where i was at what i was feeling i was just expressing it and i wasn't holding back and it ended up obviously biting me a lot and you know a lot of the women uh got pretty angry at it but ultimately i I had to do that. And if it was going to anger people and, you know, so be it. But I, if I wouldn't have kind of maybe expressed that or pursued that or tried that a little bit, probably would have just regretted it and, and had that in the back of my mind. So that would have done everyone a disservice as well. Um, but I think, I don't know uh, if this has been said before, but it's funny. You talk about her coming back again. I, I was told this recently that when I was on a, uh, I was doing the hometowns and I was in Auburn and Apparently, it was funny with the hotel that production was staying at. Um, I think, I guess, Hannah just completely just random was at that same hotel with her family, and the production ran into her there and they tried to get her at that moment to come on uh, to the so show. So, what like, point is that in this season? Uh, this is towards the end. Home, this okay. is hometowns. Yeah. Oh, right. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And oh. obviously, she didn't, but I, I found that out recently. I was like, no way. I had no idea. Can we talk about? paradise a little bit because they just stopped filming i know that you guys have been vocal on your podcast bachelors in the city about paradise one dustin were you asked to go on paradise ever yeah two times okay what year. happened um kind of bitter about it yeah they asked me to go on and i you know you have to take all the the tests physicals and all the paperwork and twice i was told i was going and they kept on prolonging the date. So I take off from work. I no. save up. I do all this. And to the point, they just say, no, we're not going to use you. And yeah. Horrible. Is that this summer too? or a previous No, no, summer? no. I'm an, I have a girlfriend now. Okay. Um, that was last summer. Last summer, I was going to try it again. Like, hey, okay. Just let me know if it's for sure. You know, I just can't stream me along. And they did the exact same thing. And yeah, that was kind of like my. Uh, That's so messed up. It is, especially when, yeah, it is, but it's all good now. And you um, got PTO? Uh, the first time, no, because uh, I just came off the show. Okay. 
And then I've used all my PTO and everything. So I took another month off just without making any money and for nothing. And the second time um, I was just, you know, working for myself and it was just kind of, I don't know. They, it was, it was a lack of respect on my end. I'm for on sure. their end, on their end for yeah, respect yeah. for me. And I don't know. After that, I was just like, I'm, I'm done with these people. So how is it for you? Yeah. We could have dodging the bullet. That was a, a very great quote. That is Tell the, us about this, please. Yeah, no, I mean, I, listen, I had considered it. Um, and you know, they were pushing hard to do it. Um, but I think just, you know, because having gone through the two other seasons and like that format, I really actually do think that if there is a format that could potentially work, and I think you see a lot of successful couples come from it from paradise. It's that it's, you know, being able to actually hang out with someone the entire day and get just a ton of uninterrupted time. Um, so that's why I was curious, but uh, ultimately I, yeah, I'm happy. I didn't do it. I'm, I am so happy now to just truly put that like in the rear view mirror and, and only look forward. And um, I, you know, even through all the ups, all the downs, I'm forever grateful for the show and for the whole experience and everything that came with it. Um, but definitely very, very happy to be looking forward. And, and that's where my sights are. We was are there anyone that who... either of you aren't going though. Like, yeah, I no, I would have loved to watch that. I would have loved <laughs> to see you back on the show. I know they would have pitched like that redemption edit. Also one of your finalists, Victoria Fuller is rumored to be on the beach. Was that ever a discussion that when you were debating going, was she someone that you were looking to maybe give a date card to? <laughs> oh, the show would have loved that. No, I, um, you know, I, Victoria and I had, we had a good moment. Uh, when, when's the last time I saw her it was, uh, I think the woman's hell all. And we had like a little moment there on the couch and just, um, you know, talking things through and, uh, you know, happy for her. Obviously that, that ship sailed, uh, you know, we had our moment and, and it ended and, uh, hopefully she finds, you know, someone great on the beach, definitely pulling for her. But, um, I don't know if I would have, yeah, tried to go and, and, uh, restart any of that. Yeah. You know, there, that. Was there anyone that was rumored to be going that you were interested in? I, I did have, uh, one, one person that I am keeping close to the vest. Um, but uh, we'll see I'm if they to, actually were they on. Yeah, well, give us some hands. I'm like, like whose season on, were they on? They were on Clayton's season. Clayton, yeah, Clayton. Genevieve. Interesting. Who I don't knows? see that. Yeah, look at the face. <laughs> I don't know. I'm all, I could crack it out of anyone. It's it's totally Genevieve. That's you your think? type. Oh, I have actually no freaking clue. I'm trying to think of who else. Yeah, yeah I'd have not Gabby, Rachel, or Susie. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, not not either of them. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it. Listen, it would have been. Who knows? Who knows what it'd have been like? But right. I, it's just it's it sucks not having like the that trust, like the hundred percent trust in in the show, and like it would be so much yeah. easier to kind of pursue this and like give it a chance, and, you know, another chance. But when when you get like kind of you know burned a little bit, it's just it's tough, you know. Once trust is gone, it's gone. Um, so it's interesting yeah. you say that because um, so I actually DM'd with Barb the other day oh no way. Um, his mom could, yeah yes I, I think he knows his mom. Um, <laughs> That's your mom. and so I, I was asking her if she wanted to come on she's all batch because we have we oh, loved love her, her when she was on your season um and also have equally as many questions for her and she you know was so sweet could not have been nicer and was just like no I don't really want to associate with the show anymore like that's great yeah. um and I was like oh, okay like no worries but you know we try to like look more behind the scenes and talk about like 
producer manipulation and things like that. If that changes your mind. And she was like manipulation, crying emoji, all that glitters is not gold. Like I would not suggest (laughs) anyone go on this show. And I just want to hear from your perspective. What do you think she was referring to? Why would she say those things? I mean, <laughs> my mom could say everything because she she's not under contract, yeah. you know. No, so exactly. she, if she wanted to. Well, that's why we go. want her on the show. I mean, you should tell, tell her, her that we love her. And yeah, <laughs> I think what you're seeing a perfect example is we were talking about earlier with, with Rachel. The first mm-hmm. season, everything had all this trust built up. Their family. You think there's no way in the world, you know, even after the show, you're not going to be super close and talking all the time. So you just get into this mindset. And it's like, I don't know the psychology behind it, but I guess, you know, spending two months with someone, right? With no outside yeah. communication, no phone, no, no distractions. You just get obviously very close and they know everything about you and you're talking every feeling through and you're confiding in them. And so having that, you know, trust built up to, on such a high pedestal and then possibly taking advantage of later on, it just like it gives a bad taste in your mouth and there's just no other way of to say course it. yeah just, that's the way it is and again ultimately we understand yes this is entertainment this is reality television yes would they love a love story to come out at the end of it of course but ultimately they're trying to you know get ratings and keep the show going as long as they can and have it be extremely entertaining for the viewer um you know i know that's one thing that like one of the producers would always say it's like it's this fine balance or it's you know it's tough to um give like quote unquote kind of perfect season where you know 75 percent of it's built with all this you know tension drama and ups and downs where's it going no one knows and then the last 25 percent, you haven't done enough damage to the actual potential real relationship that's going to come out of that to where um you can truly get that perfect kind of love story type ending like ideally that's a producer's dream it's very difficult to do um yeah. is you know what they're telling me and yeah. So you have things that happen and you can trust is betrayed a little bit. It's just, it's, you get a bad taste and um, that's just unfortunate. No, for sure. We love to ask all of our guests, is there ever something that you saw either yourself or on a group date or something on TV that unfolded on TV completely different from what actually happened in real life? Whether it be like a line dubbed over a scene that actually wasn't really there. Some examples people have given is that someone Kristen said, Whitney was, with the scallops yeah or not or Kristen Whitney was talking to a producer but what they did was film and it made they made it look like she was talking to another contestant on the show but she's like that conversation never happened it was a completely manipulated scene did you ever see anything happen like that with either of you I didn't I'll say this um I forgot a lot of the things that happened because mm-hmm. it's like it's like you're in a whole new world and it's kind of hard to process everything and coming off the show and then like it's like i don't know one or two months later that they show it i was like oh man i forgot this happened so i don't think i could really even remember if something was tweaked a tad bit i mean nothing with me but in in those regards of me watching someone else's conversation i wouldn't even remember honestly Mm -hmm. yeah i um (laughs) there there's one i i wish i could like go into more detail with this there's one uh (laughs) this thing never aired but it was it was a I don't know if this really answers your question or not, but it's it's something so funny to me that no one knows about on the show. Like this, you know, person came back and kind of surprised me, and um, it's kind of out of the blue, kind of like random. But um, it, they never aired it. They never like had any mention of it whatsoever. Um, Was so, this on your season or on Hannah's? On mine, season? yeah. Okay. Mine, yeah. Okay. Um, but like I'm an ex? Just- Didn't you have an ex show up or something? I had a girl that I had, um, I had met, 
I don't know, maybe like five years prior to the show. And she just randomly was at one of the uh, group dates that we were on. And um, she like, they, the show didn't even know who she was at first. Like no she just came, she just came up to me and like tried to grab me and like ask if she could talk. And I was like, oh my God, no way. Like I hadn't seen you in forever. Um, and she tried to, you know, give me some information. And then they obviously got the mics in there and, and started filming that. But that was, that was all, all just random. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's not what you're talking about for that's not what you're this. talking about. No. Yeah. I just, okay. yeah. Unfortunately I can't talk about it, but, okay. um, yeah, I mean, I guess that stuff does happen. Like the Frank and biting though, you know, that's the power of editing and that's right. Very powerful. So mm-hmm. how is life like now then? So you have the bachelor's in the city podcast. What made you want to start this? How's it been going? We're fellow podcasters. So we understand the grind, like tell us about life today and what's going on with that. Yeah, so we came to the uh, city, uh, New York City, about a year and a half ago. Dustin and I uh, became roommates, and we exchanged last names, and uh, we've been best <laughs> friends ever since. You got engaged. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it's actually it Dustin's idea. I never ever thought I would ever, you know, get into uh, podcasting at all, but Dustin brought the idea to me, and I was like, yeah, why not? Like at that point, we were both single, and um, you know, this idea of all right, let's tell a story of kind of just two bachelors living in the city and everyday kind of life, and then obviously talk a little bachelor stuff. Um, so Dustin brought the idea, we ran with it, and uh, yeah, we we're done over like a hundred episodes now, which is kind of crazy. Um, just having a blast and, and enjoy it, been able to meet a lot of cool people, and um. You kind of get like a, I'm sure you guys get the same thing. It's like, and I never really expected this, but you get like this high after like you do like a nice recording session, you have For a sure. great conversation yeah, or whatnot. Yeah. And it's just like, it keeps you going. Like, and you want to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. So something that, you know, I look forward to every week and uh, uh, being able to, you know, get on with Dustin and, and talk to whoever. And um, yeah. And then other than that, just living the dream out here in New York city, flying yeah. out of, out of Newark and having the time of our lives. Yeah, it's really it. therapy awesome. doing the podcast. It's therapy. We're always excited after we finish up. Some days we're like, oh, you know, I don't know if I want to record today, but always after we do it, we never, we never regret it. It's always mm-hmm. a good time and brings joy to us. And mm-hmm. New York is great. New York, well, New York is great. New York is a beast. I'll say that. I won't deny it. New York is a lot. Um, yeah. And it's where are you uh, from originally, Dustin? I'm, I'm originally from Southern Illinois. Um, oh, okay. very country cornbread town. And I, but I moved to New York from Chicago where I was the last eight yeah. years and New York. It's, it's so like you have go to New York, have a vision, have a dream and knock it out, you know, cause anything is possible in New York. You can make it happen one day. You might not have nothing the next day. You might have it all. Um, you sound like so, that song concrete jungle where dreams. Are I made. know. Right. <laughs> but seriously, that's true. What, though. It's what it's like. Um, it's very, New York is very aggressive, very fast paced, so much going on and very expensive, but I, I think <laughs> yeah. it really yes. builds character for everyone that's lived in New York. So are you guys for getting sure. stopped for photos regularly or is that not happening as much anymore? No, it's funny for me. It very, it doesn't happen very often, but like one day I might have like three different sets of like three different like people come or up and kind of thing. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, but it's more so Peter for sure. Yeah. You still, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, kind of like hit or miss. Yeah. Um, but always appreciate, you know, any kind of love. So it's, yeah. it's, it's cool. Um, yeah, but I'd say like hit or miss. And Dustin oh. is in a relationship. What's your relationship status, Peter? 
if you want to share. Yeah, I I'm I'm single. Um, single and uh, definitely you know definitely dating and uh, enjoying everything that comes with that. Um, you know, been in no rush to to get into anything. Obviously, um, it's been now. You know, it's been a good amount of time since my last relationship. So definitely excited to you know love to get into one. Um, you know, sooner rather than later. But definitely just not not rushing it and uh, letting it come to me. Has uh, any bachelor does. people slid into your DMs? Because now each season when there's like a new bunch of girls, I'm sure they're all like on the prowl. Like, has anyone interesting slid into your DMs? I can see why Justin smiled. The answer is probably yes. Oh, I don't. I don't know nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like your party line. Yeah. I'm not buying it. Well, I. Uh... I'm not going to dish any details here, but it, what is cool. It's like, it's definitely, it's a, it's a, it's a unique kind of fraternity slash sorority together that once you kind of join it, you just understand it, you know, more than anyone that you know hasn't been on the show ever will. Right. And so you kind of bond in that way. And, um, you know, especially being in New York, a ton of people from the show, like from new seasons are always coming out here. So, you know, we we're able to meet, uh, you know, the new and upcoming, um, you know, cast and, uh, you know, that's been cool. So just, you know, make good friends. You're very well media trained. So I'm going to rephrase the question so you can give us an answer. During your season, didn't you have some like kind of social media flirtiness with like, wasn't it Charlize? Charlize. What was that? Tell us about that. that. Because that's old. So you could probably tell us that. Yeah, I don't um, actually know where that came from. I randomly, uh, I guess she, I had like a a pro. poster up at like I think it was the Grove in uh in LA and she took a picture uh with it just next to the picture there and um she said something like pilot I like or something or she said some type yeah. of phrase and it just kind of like blew up and so then we were out in New York uh doing some press and we were walking down the street and then she had like I don't know what her big brand is jewelry or, or perfume yeah it was something and you're like one of the big things is like, oh, we got to get right back. So yeah, then I gonna, go and, and uh, take the same exact picture, same same pose and um, did the same kind of caption and uh, had some fun with it. But um, yeah, that's as far as I went with Charlize, unfortunately. So, okay. So that's where it ended with Charlize. Like there was never any DMs or talk with her. I, um, where was I? I was, this was like, I think like months later and I was uh, in training, I think. And we were out with some friends and we met these, uh, these girls from South Africa and they brought it up to me because uh, Charlize is she's from South Africa. So we started talking about it and then they like made me they're like, all right, you need to go DM it right now. We're going to like give you some South African lingo, um, like whatever <laughs> phrase. And so I, I did it. I was like, what do I have to lose? Um, so I DM'd it, but uh, I don't think she ever saw it. Oh, because her so, DMs are probably flooded, but you were also yeah. that's after the show. So you were not oh, looking yeah. to date Charlize, right? <laughs> It was, I think, more just more just kind of having fun with it. But okay. um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of her. I love all of her movies. So uh, it'd be cool. I fly a lot to South Africa. So you never know. Maybe I'll have Maybe. her on a flight one time. So the DMs are still open. Okay. Yeah. Charlize, <laughs> check your DMs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that'd be funny. So you said like you're, um, you dodged a bullet, not going to paradise, but you are single. Would you do The Bachelor again? I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but would you do The Bachelor again? Uh, I... I would not. I, yeah, like I said, just want to move forward. Um, again, had the time of my life. Truly I did. Um, but it's just for me, like I legitimately, like I would love to, to find something and, um, it, it, the show just, it makes it, it makes it very difficult. So it just, listen, it it works for some people. It didn't work for me. So, um, yeah. Dustin, would you ever consider it if they asked you to be the bachelor? Pre-girlfriend. 
Oh yeah, I keep forgetting. But yeah, pre-girlfriend or after. Um, Who knows? I don't know if his girlfriend will like this answer though. If he says yeah. yes, I think I I think I'm just absolutely from- not. I would yeah. never want to do that. You know, from hearing everyone's take, and you know, I'm just happy to kind of slowly start stepping away from Bachelor Nation. Um, well, the Bachelor franchise and everything. I like doing the podcast thing, but I think that's as much as I would want to go. I to add on that they they really need to. I feel like need to start making becoming more so the bachelor than the bachelorette the bachelor more of an attractive role i would say um and what i mean by that is you look at the last you know three four or five leads and like relationships with the show it's just it's not the best i don't think the show would say that either and you know why is that you know why why do they continue to do that so um i think at some point people are gonna be like is it even worth it like social media you're really not getting followings anymore like what's you know why? I agree. I think in the past they used to do a way better job at like protecting their leads or like at least protecting like the final relationship for their leads. And they, I don't know what has changed, but it seems like they've kind of gotten away from that the past few seasons. And I don't Peter, know. We, who, who are they protecting? I don't know. No, like <laughs> some no one. Girl, like it's all like girls more than the guys. But I know Peter, we covered when you said, um, like producers said they were going to have my back in paradise. And my take was like, why didn't you have my back? when I was the bachelor, like, why didn't you have, why am I asking you to have my back now? Like, where were you before? And why this change of heart? Because you need me to come on the show. So like, I don't, how do you trust when they burn you once? Like, you don't want to go back and hope because like for all they could do, they do it again. It's it's a great point. Yeah. It's, it's very true. Um, If, why do you have to make amends for not doing it right the last time? And um, it's just, it's unfortunate. You know, I, I don't know why that is the case. I don't know who makes those decisions or, or what, or why they think it's the right call, but, um, yeah. How are you going to distance yourself from the franchise and then have a bachelor podcast though? That's yeah, difficult. That's a, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, well, I, it's, it's already working well for us right now. It's not like we have any bachelor guests that come on our podcast. Well, yeah. What's so nice is recapping. We're just yeah. recapping and we talk to like people like you that are fans. And I think that's what's really cool. You know, um, we don't really get access. They don't, they don't allow contestants or leads to come and talk with us. So yeah, we're, we're kind of, why? yeah, we, we don't have, like, we've been denied like any, any, uh, requests will go in for like, so you have like a contract, right. For however long yeah. before you can come on podcasts without approval. And so every person we've ever tried to submit for approval has been denied, um, so it's not the best relationship there, but in a way it's kind of nice because now it's like, we can just, you know, say whatever the hell we want. Cause there's no ties. Yeah. Like, you're not, you don't have to look out for anyone. Yeah. You can just speak it as it is and call a spade a spade. So, um, well, what's I with guess, the media training then? what's that? I said, what's with the media training then? Let's, uh, well, cause I still have, <laughs> I, I have a contract that unfortunately I've never released from. So just oh. gotta, gotta look out there. Um, is that only for the leads or is that like anyone who signs a contract? It's forever. No, any, anyone for, for anyone. Okay. But if you guys want to give me 25,000, I'll spill everything, you know? Okay. I'll then <laughs> maybe yeah. let's let our podcast grow a little more and then we'll, we got yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that that's kind of like our way of like distancing ourselves. Like we're not mm-hmm. like tied. I don't feel like I have to talk a certain way. I just be ourselves. Yeah. But yeah. Um, again, I feel like just because of our experience and we have a podcast, yeah, we like talking about other stuff, but I think naturally we have to do a little bit of touch up here on the show. And listen, yeah. the show again, I will call a spade a spade. The show gave us this opportunity to have mm-hmm. this platform and mm-hmm. even have this going. So, you know, kudos to them. Thank you to them for that. 
Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I uh, appreciate you dealing with our questions. We were, we're big fans of you both and we have loved watching you guys and we wish the best for you and hope this is just the start of future collaborations, maybe. Yes, would love yeah, that. Absolutely. Let's yeah. definitely get an in, in-studio session. Uh, oh yeah, we're going to go in sure. yeah. on rent on so, a studio. A lot more uh, collaborations too with some recaps. So. Mm-hmm. Are you looking to do that, Peter? Or I, yes. did we not turn you off yet? I, I hope that we weren't too hard on you guys. <laughs> no, you're good. Hopefully my media training is uh, is, is answering these questions a lot. I mean, I'm you're like, no, you did a good job. You were like rock Dodge, solid. dodge, dodge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As your producer, I'm proud of both of you. <sighs> yeah, you guys are good. Oh, um, Dustin, I love your go-to line. It is probably my favorite line of, yeah. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. It's the best way of saying everything <laughs> with saying nothing at the same time. I need to send you guys uh, our top YouTube videos with Chris Souls. And I say like, cause I knew I'm like, you were going to pick Becca instead of Whitney. Right. And he like gives a whole like media trained answer about how like Becca wasn't ready. And he thinks he made the right choice, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, Mm-mm. I'm like, I'm rephrasing the question. If Becca was ready and she would have went to the farm, would you have picked her? And he's like, yeah, I would have picked her. And the video is like our top video. Cause I'm like, you gotta, I, I, can, I read people. I see you're, the you're good at reading people. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And also, can we, can we tease that you guys are helping us with a recap? Yeah, we can. Um, yeah. But oh, yeah. this is going to be where after though. But if well, they, anyone, anyone who's listening, who hasn't listened to it oh, yet, sure. yeah. we Go recap um, on bachelors in the city. We spilled some tea. We talked some shit. We got mm-hmm. down to it. So we spilled yes. some tea and talk some shit. Look forward to uh, my favorite make that to a t-shirt talking LT and talking shit. A merch club now in, you're suggesting? Yeah. Every single I love these ideas. Intro of our episode, we say join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. That's our line. So <laughs> oh, I like that. It fits. That's good. It's catchy. All right. Well, we'll meet you guys for drinks on Friday. We'll see you there. <laughs> okay. righty. Hands in the middle. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please be sure to rate us five stars on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening and write us a nice review. That would be so kind of you. So kind. So, so, so kind. And if you want to be even kinder, join our Facebook group and you can connect with other people who love the show as much as you do. And also subscribe on YouTube. Well, the link to the Facebook group will be in the episode description and the link to our YouTube channel will also be in the episode description go to she's all batch you can watch exclusive clips that were created by jackie and myself just for youtube you can also see full interviews with blake and demi and katie morton and tenley and i think i'm gonna drop the jp interview because that little precious Mm. face his face during the interview he's so cute yeah it's an an important aspect of the interview that you need to see his facial reaction so you can go watch those full interviews on the she's all about youtube page be sure to subscribe while you're there and follow us yes Follow Stephanie at She's All Batch and follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And thank you so much to our sponsors. Please check out everlywell.com slash She's All Batch and you can get 20% off the at-home lab test of your choosing. Yes, and then after you're done with that, you can go to dameproducts.com slash She's All Batch for 15% off site-wide. So literally the whole entire site, anything you see there is 15% off. So you're welcome. that's a good one. Then yeah. you can go take a moment for yourself and check out a fellow Foxes podcast 
podcast, Mindful in Minutes, and learn how to meditate, reduce anxiety, help sleep better at night, and overall, just clear your mental health because we all could use that. Yes, and did we mention it's literally free, which is amazing. So many other mindfulness apps and things charge money for what she's literally giving to you for free. So it's an amazing resource and we both love it so much. So definitely check it out. And I think that's it. Do you think that's it? Um, yeah, I think that's it. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches.